I truly believe mushrooms are a technology. They have codes that we don't have as human beings. Yeah. They've been around for billions of years, so they've they've absorbed a lot of information and consciousness. They're the original internet of this earth and they're still going strong it's the largest organism in this whole world they've got the ultimate codes they got the codes what are the ways that some of those codes have unwrapped for you you know living a hedonistic lifestyle and partying and drinking and all this stuff i was balancing it with wellness and then one day i got a call from a shareholder checking in on me and thank god i took the opportunity to just tell him the truth things are not that good i'm struggling i have brain fog i'm eating clean i'm working out but i still can't shake this brain fog and fatigue he said three words to me that changed my trajectory he said heal your gut so I started taking a functional mushroom protocol. I started taking reishi for sleep, cordyceps for energy, turkey tail and chaga for gut health, and lion's mane for cognitive function. This protocol, within a couple of weeks, just got rid of my brain fog, got rid of my fatigue, and yeah, I started yeah. pairing this with microdosing, psilocybin. Once I saw the, the power of this stuff, and I was like, wow, and I, I radically transformed my health. There's a psychedelic mushroom that has been around for thousands and thousands of years and studied a lot in Russia and it's completely legal. Legal psychedelics, mm. like legal microdosing is yes. so profound. It's so needed on planet Earth right now. I've had anxiety. I've, I've got on the other side of it now and God was a big part of that, but this mushroom was a big part of it. You can understand the science of the relationship between your gut the sun, the soil, fungi, your brain, and beyond, you will upgrade your relationship to nature and you will shift from a consumer to a co-creator in this world. Hey, welcome to Wellness and Wisdom. This is Josh Trent, your host. This has always been the place for you to gather, apply, and embody the intelligence you need to live your life well. Yeah, it is a fucking game. It's a game. We're in a game, yeah. Alex. Yeah, we're in a game. Do you think that we're projections, hologram projections? Is Alex a projection? Is Josh a projection? Yes. How so? I don't know. I don't know the science of it, but I've seen some shit, you know, in the the deep realms of psychedelics. You know, psychedelics, there's there's a lot of mixed reviews. The, the jury's out on it, if you will, but they have extreme benefits and extreme dangers. Yeah. And in those realms, I've seen some crazy shit that leads me to believe that we're in some sort of holographic projection reality did you ever see the elves i've heard people I've talk seen, about I've the, seen elves. the machine elves yeah and people get psychic surgery i mean there, there's some woo fucking channels you it, can go down yeah i'm most interested in what do we bring back to the world to be of service right like, how do we actually practically be of service for real yes because that's been my thing is like i've blasted out there too but at the end of the day like can i bring the lessons back that's the whole point yeah <laughs> can i bring them back home bring them back get the codes you know, get the codes. Get the codes. Because if it is a holographic reality, it was coded. There's codes there. So get the codes, bring them back, share them. And codes for me are, is like a new perspective. It's a new mind. Everything's mental, right? So you get a new mind, then you have a new outlook. And then the new outlook puts you on a new trajectory. And all of a sudden, you're going in a completely different direction than you were going before. And that, that to me, is the objective. It's trippy. Uh, speaking of a direction that you've never gone before, before I started this podcast, I was so afraid of what people might think of me. 2014, 2015, I was like, am I going to be good enough for this? Mm. I remember like when I was in the doldrums of that. And it's crazy too, because of course I prepared for you, man. I mean, we're brothers. We've been in men's group together for yes. a long time. And I just respect you so much. And uh, this conversation of legal psychedelics, mm. like legal microdosing is yes. so profound. It's so fucking mm. needed on planet earth right now. 
that this is going to be a juicy one. But I remember flashing back to my journey and I remember you saying on a different podcast, you were like, I had this huge fear of heights. Oh yeah. I had a huge fear of heights. Yeah. And then you ended up becoming a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about facing your fear and unwrapping the new codes. Oh, thank you. And that's I, big. I just want to say it's completely mutual. I respect you so much. And and the fact that I just want to touch on that real quick, because it's one of the things I admire you about you most, Josh, is that you have you don't care what people think. You so you you probably did, but then you faced that so hard with your podcast and your your journey and your life. Almost that, ten years, man. Yeah, like you're so authentic, and that's that's the thing that I admire about you probably the most. And that since the first time we met, I was like, man, this guy's really authentic frequency. And the more I got to know you, really don't give a fuck what people think. So I think that's a super strong quality to have. And I admire that very much. So thanks, man. Yeah. I would say that it still rears its dragon head occasionally. Sure. And then I love it the best I can and put it back in the cave. Yeah. So no one's perfect. But yeah, like, holy shit, caring too much about what other people think is the fucking killer of dreams. Big time. It's the killer of everything. Totally. And we're programmed from literally in utero, we're programmed because our mom was programmed. And then it's this epigenetic expression of kind of programming alan watts all wretch and no vomit mm. you know everybody trains their kids to grow up and teach their kids to be a certain way but really what we what we want is freedom freedom and when you were it, it was trippy listening to you because i was like wow how do you be afraid of heights like you weren't just afraid of heights you were deathly afraid of heights deathly afraid it was and very, you became a pilot yeah what's that all about i faced the fear you know it was it was the courage to to face it but thank god i had my parents that sort of manipulated me into that experience. You know, the one day my dad says, oh, we're going to go, I'm going to go introduce you to someone. So I said, oh, okay, cool. We show up at the airport. Okay. It's like, yeah, I'm going to introduce you to this guy, Bill Houston. So I'm like, okay, cool. He introduces me to Bill. Bill's like, oh, we're going to go on a tour of the airport. Oh, that sounds fun. Then all of a sudden we're getting into a little airplane. I'm like, oh, he's like, we're just going to taxi over there. I'm like, okay, all right. And then all of a sudden I hear you're clear for takeoff. You know, I'm like, holy shit, this is really happening. So, and then in that moment, the the airplane's taking off and Bill says to me, he goes, Alex, you have control. And it was in that moment where I literally had to make a choice and he's like, okay, take the wheel. You have control. And I took control of the wheel and it was either panic in that moment or just seize the moment and fly the airplane. So now I'm starting to fly the airplane and literally like the fear was just disintegrating. I was just like, holy shit, I am in control and it was such a liberating moment. It was one of the most catalytic moments of my life because I just got to literally rise above the fear. How old were you? I was 17. Dude. Yeah, I was 17. And yeah. we, you know, we went on the rest of the flight and it was awesome. Got to fly over my own hometown and my high school. And it was just such a different perspective. I for the first time in my life, I'd have risen above that fear. You know, I wouldn't go on roller coasters. I wouldn't go on bridges or anything. It was, I would just freak out. And it was such a perspective shift. And it just changed my whole life. It changed my whole perspective, trajectory. And then from that moment on, I literally became obsessed with flying. I showed up the next day, asked Bill if we could go flying again. And the day after that, and the day after that. And I just dove right into aviation. And I was a private pilot by 18 years old and a commercial pilot by 20 years old. And it changed my whole trajectory. This is the un this is the beginning of the unwrapping of the codes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this that was the first code. This con when you say it, it feels different because like we're here in Austin, bro. There's a lot of spiritual peeps and yeah. mumbo jumbo. They're like <laughs> divine downloads, brother. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. But when you say it, codes, yeah, 
it actually is a code. So whether we're in the matrix or not, Alex, mm. like there is certain codes to live well. For sure. This is the whole mission of this podcast. How do I live my life well? Totally. How do, how do we do this in the most rich, vibrant way? How do we get all the juice out of the orange man? Exactly. How do we do this? And, and the codes thing has probably manifested other things like circadian wellness, like eons, like this coffee that's literally the most functional mushrooms in the world. Like there's tons of stuff to talk about today. Yes. Um, what are the ways that some of those codes have unwrapped for you? Oh my God, there's so many. You know, we talked about rite of passage earlier. Rite of passage to me is a code. It's it's going through the struggles of life, going through the suck, you know, embracing the suck when you could learn to embrace the suck. And I do that by putting life into a, a gamification. That's that's my way of doing it. Because otherwise it could get really fucking difficult and really challenging and really dark and really bleak. So it's embracing the suck, embracing that process, and then knowing that on the other side of that process, there's something awesome. There's some there's some gold there, you know? And, and sometimes it's painful, you know? And we've talked about this. There's pain is, is real and it's a real part of life, but yeah. on the other side of pain, there's freedom. And that to me is is the rite of passage that we go through, especially as men. And it's beautiful. And and I some of the most challenging things in my life, I'm so grateful that I had them because it, it makes me who I am today, it makes me the man that I am. Yeah, I think about pain as like this arbiter of whatever reward gets to come. It's almost like the lower you go, you know, to quote Young, I can't have the branches of my tree touch heaven mm. unless I've really had my roots touch hell. Fuck yeah. And it's not just because I've had mentors say that to me. Like I feel that in my life yeah. on a visceral level, like both literally figuratively, man. Yeah. And I think about this, this name eons, like mm. it, it actually, like it makes the hair on my arm stand up because I was wondering, what does that even mean? It's a power existing from eternity. Yes. An emanation or phase of God. Fuck yeah. Okay, so eons.com. Like, break it down how this even came to fruition and go into the full backstory because yeah. look, anybody that wants to be an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur, any human being at all that wants to make something of their life or squeeze that juice mm. out of the orange, like there's so many uh, threads in your story mm. that can apply to exactly where they are. Mm -hmm. So break that story down. Like, you know, the, the power coming from the emanation of God, you couldn't have chosen a more rewarding yet challenging URL or name for, for your business. No pressure, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. that yeah. uh, when you say it like that, it's, it sounds super epic. And we, we know that it's epic. Uh, eons is, it's biblical. It's, it's the longest ex period of time, you know, in this, in this world, there's centuries, there's millenniums, there's, there's decades. And there's eons and it's it's eternity, you know? And I believe right now we're in the eons of eons. This is the the time that we chose to come here in this in this earth game. And as we know, it's the it's it's a crazy time to be here. And it's fucking strange out there. It's strange. It's, you guys know it's strange out there, right? <laughs> like this is not a normal time. It's this wild. This is not just business as usual. It's fucking wild. It's wild. It's wild. There's so much information. There's so much data to sift through. There's so much noise. And eons is really about bringing you back to the signal, the signal of nature. I believe God speaks through us through nature, always has, always will. And since there's so much noise out there, it's like, okay, how do we bring back people to the signal, mm. to wellness? You know, I believe wellness is, it's not an end goal. It's a starting point. Once you're well, you're feeling whole, you're feeling complete, you're feeling full, you can really start to make an impact in this world. And I believe that's what we came here to do, especially as men, is make an impact and and provide and protect for our families, our, our children and our brothers and sisters of children of God. And that's what I want to do. I want to bring people back to nature 
I believe we're so far out from nature. And, you know, some parts of that is, is cool with technology, but we're just way out of balance. So no doubt. I'd like to say that I, I'd love to change the world. I know that's a crazy bold statement, but I at least believe that I can help restore balance. And for me, that how can I do that? Well, I've been through a lot of shit in life. I've, I've been through the, the depths of hell. And what got me back was feeling well. And so it's like, how do you do that? Well, it's with discipline. It's And sometimes supplementation and products can really help you just get to that starting point of wellness and starts with a good night's sleep. And, you know, it it's goes from there. Yeah, this circadian, the 24-hour sleep-wake cycle that's on the screen right now. Yeah. So we're physical beings. We're half beast. We're also half spirit. Yes. And I think it's easy to forget that some people go deep into the spiritual world and then they lift off from earth and they're not actually on earth. And then some people go so much into the physical world that they disconnect from the spiritual world. And we've seen science disconnect us from God, or at least it's trying to, but uh, you know, God's already won. Yeah. <laughs> I already believe that God's won anyways. So yeah, this sleep wake cycle is so profound because it goes hand in hand with all the bugs and the animals mm. and all the species, man, we are human beings. Yes. All these animals are also beings as well. So yes. we're all sentient beings that were brought here for an eternal purpose in part of the eons. So there's a real radical meaning as to why we're even here in the first place. What do you think that meaning is? How do these products and everything stack into creating that meaning for us? Because, man, it's an existential question. It's, it's a philosophical question, but it's a deep one. I think it's we deep. all feel like, what are we doing here? What's the point of all this technology and AI and everything that we're fucking experiencing? Mm-hmm. If not for what? Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of all this? Mm-hmm. What a qu- what a question! Wow, um, solve the eternal mysteries. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do that, but it's like you said. It starts with the circadian rhythm. Like everything in this world is on a rhythm. It's on, and if we're out of rhythm, we're going to start to feel it really quickly, you know. And then we start to make decisions from there, and they're suboptimal decisions. And they just—it's our free will, but it'll continue us bring us down this path of. Sp- not not so good suboptimal decisions and then it it just creates a destiny that we were probably not meant for but it was our choice so if you could get in back into rhythm with nature with god with the sun you know the sun is always there doing its thing whether it's cloudy or not whether there's this weird fog or not the sun is always there shining and you start to sync up with the sun this circadian rhythm that all sentient beings were born to do things start to get more harmonic in your life. And now you're starting to be in a rhythm with the the universe, you know, the the song of songs, the frequency of frequencies. And that's what Eons is designed for, is to, to start bringing you back to that circadian rhythm. The parent company that owns Eons that we co-founded, it's called Circadian Wellness. And it's to bring people back to wellness, you know? So they have a chance in this crazy matrix that we're living in. Like, mm. I don't know if you're, you'll, I don't know what you'll be able to do, but it'll at least give you a chance to be in wellness so that you could show up for your family and your friends and your loved ones and the people that matter most to you. Because if you don't have wellness, it's it's really challenging to do that. And then there's you're just faced with so many, you know, suboptimal options, you know, fast food and seed oils and all this junk that, that makes it so easy. And then you just go down this downward spiral. And, um, you know, I believe we're all brothers and sisters, child, children of God. And I want my brothers and sisters to do well in this world. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. Something I've been noticing in my own life has been the speed and the pace increasing all the time. Can you relate to this? It seems like the day goes freaking faster and faster and faster. And as a parent, I know this all too well that when I'm sleep deprived, 
Unhealthy food choices are much easier to reach for when my stress bucket is full. Insteps, my go-to pick-me-up in the late afternoon, the Organifi Red Juice Powder. Instead of something unhealthy, I reach for the most healthy thing I could ever drink and feel energy and satiation from. The Red Juice. It's got cordyceps mushroom, organic raspberry and blueberry, organic rhodiola rosea, organic chaga and cranberry, 100% organic ingredients that I can actually feel good about and I can feed to my entire family that give me increased blood flow, not just to my muscles, but to my brain so I can knock out my decision fatigue dragon in the late afternoon. And honestly, it's so much better than a cup of coffee. Who needs stimulation and fake energy where you can get real energy from the inside out? It tastes amazing too, almost like a melted healthy popsicle. If you've been looking for an afternoon pick-me-up, head over to joshtrend.com forward slash Organifi and make sure you pick up a couple of the Organifi red juices. It's cheaper than going to Starbucks, by the way, and way, way better for you. As a special offer, Organifi has given myself and you, as you're part of the Wellness and Wisdom podcast, the best discount you're going to find on the internet, on Amazon, or anywhere on planet Earth. 20% off your entire order. Just use code wellnessforce, that's all caps, one word, wellnessforce, at joshtrend.com forward slash Organifi. You can just head over to the Organifi website too, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Use the code wellnessforce to save 20% off your entire order. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, I think that's why we resonate because you want people to live well. I want people to live life well. I'm answering the question every freaking week, sometimes multiple times a week on this podcast. Like, how do I selfishly, and this is like totally self serving, how do I selfishly learn how I can live life well Mm. from people like you, from 600 plus other guests that I've had on the show? Like, how do I do this? And then how do I share that authentically so that I'm actually eating my own dog food? So I'm actually doing the things and embodying the things that I'm sharing to the world. Yeah. And that I think is the difference between like the rubber and the road. Like mm. so many people out there, they just, they speak about these things, but they're not in men's groups like we are. They're not actually doing the work. They've, uh, this arc of wellness that I've talked about, you know, we spend our time, Alex, gathering, right? We gather so much yeah. and then we apply, which is like the real juice of it all. And then there's embodiment. Yeah. So it's only in those three ways that we actually get anywhere. But most people want to skip. They gather and then they go, I'm embodied. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's in me now. I'm good. I got like the beads. I got the cool Austin <laughs> yeah, hat. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. And it's interesting because I was telling you this before we recorded. So it's no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Yeah. This is Krishnamurti. Yeah. And this really is like another stepping point for this conversation today, man, of how do we actually live our life well? And and ultimately, how do we use this circadian clock that we've been gifted by God mm-hmm. so that we have some kind of a barometer or a guidepost as to how to live when we're faced with challenge? Because I think, and I'm curious how you feel, man, please extrapolate this. It kind of goes back to my other question too, mm-hmm. of what's the purpose of life, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think there's a, a lot more there. Yes. But- you know, if we look at what Krishnamurti said, and, and we think that we've all adapted to um, our view of health through a profoundly sick society, that's not really health. That's no. not really wellness. That's not really honoring the circadian wellness that God brought to the earth. What do you believe we can do to start to, you know, supplement, scaffolding built, support ourselves in our thinking, in the foods that we eat? Like, there's so many things. I mean, I'm sure you could go on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. How do we begin the healing process of actually changing the way that we view health in society mm. to address what Krishnamurti said? I mean, I think he said it like 40 years ago. We're still figuring out the answer. Yeah. You know, what do you think about that? That's deep. There's a lot there to unpack, but I'd say it starts with good habits and it starts with 
discipline and it starts with reconnecting to nature. And those are three good stepping stones for someone who's on early on the path to just start by doing that and, you know, go to bed early, go, you know, back in the day, they would go to bed when the sun goes down, you know, and then get up when the sun come up with the sun, you know, give gratitude that we have a sun in this world that gives us light and love and life and all these things without it would be a really dark place. So circadian rhythms connect with the sun. They, they said they used to eat when the sun was at the highest, when the energy was the strongest in the day, they would eat when the sun was the highest and then work all day and then, you know, go to bed again. So connect with the sun. There's a lot of codes there. You know, the sun is made out of hydrogen. Hydrogen is another code that, you know, circadian wellness is going to tap into and, and get people really hydrated. Um, it's another thing that I would recommend is hydration. If you're not hydrated, you're getting inflamed and inflammation is the source of pretty much all disease. And it's so simple. Just stay hydrated, stay connected to the sun, spend more time in nature. Why? Because there's so much noise out there that it's easy to get distracted. Then you lose the signal of God and now you're making suboptimal decisions. So it's, it's this chain effect. So I would say easy something for someone to do is just go to bed early, put your phone away, read, you know, tap in, tap in yourself, get up early and connect with the sun and connect with nature and less and less noise is better and um, stay on track to the signal and the signal will guide you to make these better decisions. It's like on one side, there's all the trappings of modernity, like Netflix and Facebook and our yeah. phones and, you know, even the trucks that we drive, like we have sure. some, they're cool things. They're dope. But when we die, that we can't take them. No, there's no way we can get buried with our trucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So it's cool now, and there's this healthy relationship between like the the ego, the super ego, and the id. Yeah, right. The id being like that really primal, super deep unconscious. The part just wants to fuck, take drugs, and party. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the ego in the middle trying to be the referee between that and the super ego. And totally. the super ego is like, well, wait, is this the moral right thing to do? How am I going to be seen by others? Meanwhile, the ego is trying to just figure out how to manage both of these almost oxen yeah. at times. And we're both Tauruses, right? Yeah. So April 29th, April 30th. Yes. How have you managed these beasts inside of you? Oof. Because I know when you're in LA, you were going through it, bro. You had gut issues. Yeah. You were struggling. Like this is really the culmination of how eons came to be. That's right. When you were deep in the shit in LA, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2018, some, something 2019, like that. Yeah. So share that because that's another thread that everybody can relate to. For sure. Well, 2018, 2019, it was, I was, I was on a high, you know, I, I just created what turned out to be one of the largest cannabis companies in the world. And then I it was went, like a 60, $70 million. Yeah. Company. I think, I think their market cap right now is around 90 million or hundred million. And you know, it was, it, it's 1.6 million square feet of indoor growth space growing the highest quality chronic and, you know, THC levels through the roof and all these things where I thought that was cool at the time, you know, I had a big passion for cannabis and plant medicine and cannabis was the plant medicine that I that I saw that I could bring to the world. And, you know, my mom had relief from cancer, from cannabis and this kind of stuff. So I had good intentions, but it just went way too far for me on that, that scale. And, and what I saw cannabis becoming for me was, was not that healing plant that I what was it becoming? What was it? Well, it's, it, it was becoming a crutch. It was becoming a, a distraction. It was becoming this, you know, giving energy to the spirit that, I eventually just takes more than she gives. You know, cannabis is a female spirit that just 
gets in there and sinks her teeth into you and gives you these false illusions that, oh, you could do this and you could do that, but it never really comes true. It's all just a fucking distraction. And uh, I believe it's it's a bit of a scam. That's why it's it's getting more and more legalized these days is because it, it just takes away men's uh, ambition, ambition and, and this kind of stuff. And it, you'll very rarely find a high functioning, you know, man that's really crushing it with cannabis. And if he is, that's great. I, I was there at one point, but it was also uh, a major crush. You're dancing on the razor's edge, man. Yeah, you're dancing on the razor's She's edge. She's playing a fiddle trying to guide you and you're trying to balance on a razor. Totally. And, that's a uh, hard world to live in. It is. And be productive. It is. And, and there's times where she gives a lot of relief, you know, and, the, and that, but it, what was, what's the relief? It, it was me not facing my emotions or facing the fears. You know, once I faced those fears and felt the emotions finally that I was trying to distract myself mm. from with cannabis, that's where the gold was, you know? So I was like, wow, I put that away. So that's when I realized I couldn't be a part of that world anymore. I didn't want to bring that out to the world. And I have no qualms against cannabis. I, I've just gratitude because it got me so far in the business world. And that's where I learned a lot of this stuff. But that's what I was out doing in LA. I was in the cannabis game and CBD game. And um, I remember before the COVID theater. Yeah. Um, it was big. It was Everybody big. was yelling, oh, multi-billion trillion dollar CBD industry. And it kind of fizzled. It kind of fizzled. And, and the it fizzled. Why do you think that is? I, I believe it fizzled because CBD is great, but it's not very bioavailable. So uh, you have to overdose so high in CBD to actually get the effects. And that was the code that I realized when I had the, the CBD business was this stuff, I'm, I'm taking like 4,000 milligrams a day of CBD and I'm like barely feeling it. I didn't know if I was more chill or less anxious. So I was like, hey, the next venture that we do, we got to make sure it's really bioavailable. That's the key is getting people to feel the effects. No one wants to take something and be like, yeah, I don't know if this is working or not. Yeah. People want a validation experience when they take something. So that was the idea for the next venture. And then in that time, I was struggling. I was, you know, living the hedonistic lifestyle and partying and drinking and all this stuff. And I was, I was balancing it with wellness. You know, I was meditating, I was working out, I was eating clean, but I just had this brain fog, this fatigue, anxiety that I, I couldn't really shake despite all these modalities. You know, I was like, okay, something is up. Even with the most badass morning routine, yeah. you still had brain fog, you still had anxiety. Yeah. I, I know, how, I know how many people can relate to that. Yeah. I'm doing all the things, man but I still have the symptoms, right? That's real. It's real. And that, so there was something there, there was some code that I hadn't discovered yet. And then one day I got a call from a shareholder checking in on me and thank God I took the opportunity to just tell him the truth. Normally a shareholder calls, they just want to hear everything's good and optimism and revenues up. Life is great. <laughs> kids are great. How are you? Exactly. <laughs> but I was, this time I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just telling this guy the truth. I'm going to be authentic. Mm. And I said, dude, things are not that good. I'm struggling. I have brain fog. I'm eating clean. I'm working out, but I still can't shake this brain fog and fatigue, you know? And he's like, he said three words to me that changed my trajectory. He said, heal your gut. And I said, heal my gut. Tell me more. And he said, listen, I've been studying the gut biome for 20 years. He was a naturopathic doctor. And he's like, if you could understand the science of the relationship between your gut, the sun, the soil, fungi, your brain, and beyond, you will upgrade your relationship to nature and you will shift from a consumer to a co-creator in this world. And that line just landed and it blew me away. And I was like, okay. And from that moment on, I started studying gut health and how the sun and fungi related to that. And I got, uh, I've watched Fantastic Fungi, Paul Stamets. And I was like, wow, there's there's something to these mushrooms, you know? Yeah. They've, yeah. they've been around for billions of years. So they've 
they've absorbed a lot of information and consciousness. They've got the ultimate codes. They got the codes. They got the codes. Mushrooms have the codes. Mushrooms have the codes. They're they're a superior technology. They're the original internet of this earth and they're still going strong it's the largest organism in this whole world is mycelium wait why are they the internet of the world i've never heard that before well they have the mycelial network that travels all throughout under the earth you know in the ground and it communicates to each other it sends nutrients to each other transports water to the trees that need it the most and Mm. all this kind of stuff it's it's the largest organism in the entire world is mycelium period yeah and it's been around for eons literally billions of years so I was like, hey, there's something to these mushrooms. And this guy's, you know, he knows what he's talking about. I watched Fantastic Fungi. So I started taking a functional mushroom protocol. And I started taking reishi for sleep, cordyceps for energy, turkey tail and chaga for gut health, and lion's mane for cognitive function. And this protocol, within a couple of weeks, just got rid of my brain fog, got rid of my fatigue. And I was like, holy Ooh. shit, there's something to this. Within a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. And I was like, wow, there's really something to this. And what I was redoing was resetting my gut. I was resetting my brain and, you know, creating neurogenesis. And yeah, I started yeah. pairing this with microdosing, psilocybin. Um, once I saw the the power of this stuff and I was like, wow. And I, I radically transformed my health and my relationships got better. I got better. Everything in my life just really improved. And it was just on such a profound level for me, like up until that point, I think I was 37 years old, 36 years old. Nothing was like that in my life. I was like, wow, there's really something to these mushrooms. And that's when I decided, I was like, okay, I want to I wanna bring mushrooms to the world. It's almost like when any plant, I'm visualizing if you go deep in nature, when a plant has to grow through a rock, have you seen this? Like if you, go, especially if you go to the Sierra Nevadas, like mm. Mammoth Lakes, that area, mm. these trees at like 9,000 feet, they've just grown through a fucking boulder and they're yeah. like sticking out of a mountain. How challenging that must've been for these trees to actually like, see where the sun is, feel it through the rock, pierce itself through the rock. Business is the same way. Yeah. So your physical, do you feel like the physical manifestations you were having were because your soul knew you had to leave cannabis, Yeah. but you just didn't know the bridge between cannabis and functional mushrooms? Yeah. I had to go through it. It was a rite of passage in itself. You know, I had to go to the, the, the despair through the, the struggles to, rise again, rise above it, through it. And it was only through the mushrooms that I was able to do that. You know, I, I give, to me, it's a wonderful technology. You know, I don't know if there's a spirit in mushrooms or not. I've never experienced some sort of spirit talk to me through mushrooms, but they are communicating, but I, I feel it's more of like a technology and it's nature's technology. And just tapping into that has created new outlooks in my life and, and, it's been wonderful. So I want to bring that to the world in fun and innovative ways. You know, a lot of mushroom companies are out there and God bless them, but a lot of them are pretty granola and, you know, pretty basic. And uh, so we want to be fun. We want to be different. We want to be vibrant and we want to bring biotechnology and into the nature and make them the most effective product so that people can feel them and get back to wellness so they can start feeling like their true self and yeah. making an, a difference in the life. It would be great if you and I lived in the forest or I don't know how great it would be on a rainy day or snowy day. Right. We live in like these warm houses with our Wi-Fi and all of our, like, look at this studio even. It's like cushy. Yeah. Right. We're just so comfortable. It's beautiful. 
It's beautiful. <laughs> and it also, it's like as we move towards the hedonistic lifestyle or the convenience lifestyle, we actually sacrifice in many ways our connection to nature, which, you know, we are nature. Yeah. We're not just from nature. You and I are nature. That's you right. know that that's within us. So I, I think about like the the disease in a way of modernity. And yes, there's progress too. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. I love the progress of modernity. I think it's amazing. But progress for progress sake is really just psychopathy. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything intelligent about progress just for progress sake the technology that you guys have come across Mm -hmm. and for everybody out there, like full transparency, like I'm an official partner Mm -hmm. with Alex and eons. Like it's rare because I really, really believe in their company. So everything that I'm saying, you can go right now, joshtrend.com forward slash eons. You can do the research for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to show you some amazing information that Mm -hmm. I think will move you. And so this product that you have and the technology Shout out to Paul Check. I actually mm-hmm. um, introduced you to Paul Check. Yes. And he's using your technology, your specific biotechnology in his garden. Right. Which is amazing. Down at the Rainbow Ranch. He's in his garden. Yeah. And this is what's going to be in the products, uh, in the legal, by the way, mm. 100% legal microdosing that we'll talk about. Mm. There's so much good that mm-hmm. you're producing in the world. How did this even come to be where you found this technology? And then how is this going to work into the products? Because Honestly, man, I feel like it really just pulls you in a different category mm-hmm. of sublinguals, right? Right. Sublinguals, we lose 50% or more. Yeah. There's a lot of studies about that. So and we'll talk about that later too, um, how we actually get the plants into our body and not waste them. But mm-hmm. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. So how did that even come to pass? Because that, that's a really big, I think, missing piece right now in the functional mushroom space mm-hmm. where people are thinking they're doing well, and maybe they are, mm-hmm. but they're not really getting everything they're paying for. You guys have found a way to crack the code. Yeah. That's our that's our word for this podcast, the code. Yes. How did you crack the code on that? Well, it, was, uh, it started by the realization that CBD wasn't bioavailable. So I was like, okay, I want to make mushrooms the most bioavailable mushrooms that we could get. And I called my, you know, my best friend, business partner, Jeff, and this was 2018. I said, Jeff, I know we're both in the, the cannabis and CBD game right now. And he's like, yeah, I was like, our next venture is going to be mushrooms. And he's like, really? I'm like, I'm telling you, they're, they're communicating with me. I'm telling you, it's going to be mushrooms. He's like, okay. So I planted that seed that day with Jeff. We went about our business and then miraculously, Jeff discovered, um, he met the inventor of this quicksome technology, which is the, there's 14 patents around this bioavailability that basically takes molecules through a desiccated liposome. And, you know, for the listeners, liposomes have been around for a long time. They're, they're, they're in the supplement game. They're, they're, they make supplements more effective, but no one's doing it in a desiccated liposome. What that means is we're able to keep molecules wet, even though it's in a dry powder or what? tablet. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So it kind of encapsulates the molecule keeps in a, in a powder, keeps it wet. And then as soon as it hits your saliva, it trans transports through the mucosal system and goes right into your bloodstream right away. So you don't have to go through the digestive tract or the GI where, where 90% of supplements are, and you lose up to 90% of these active ingredients that we're trying to get. So this way you're getting the full active ingredient right into your bloodstream right away within seconds. You don't have to, it doesn't matter what you ate that day or your blood type or any of your fatigue level. It's just boom, right into your, your bloodstream. You get the full effects. And that, that's, that's how it came to be. And, and we wanted to, okay, so how do we, what are we going to bring into the world then? What are we going to do with this technology? And we thought, well, it's really hard to show up in the world if you don't have a good night's sleep. 
right? It's it's very challenging. So like, hey, if we could help people sleep better, solve the problem of sleep, we're we're making an impact. We're we're that could be our that could be our legacy just on that, just helping mm. people sleep better, mm-hmm. get them the rest they need, so they can wake up in the morning feeling ready to go. So that's how it started, and that's what that's our first product that we're bringing to market with this technology. It's called Deeper Sleep, and it's designed to put you into restorative sleep faster quicker than anybody else, any other product that's out there. And it's, it's, it's awesome. You don't have to put as much melatonin because this is the thing. I remember Mm. we had Dr. John Laurence on the show and him and Huberman were going back and forth, like melatonin causes nightmares and no, it doesn't look at all the research. I mean, look, you guys try, you're the N equals one, right? Like you react to supplements and medicines different than I do, different than anyone. So at the end of the day, y'all, you have to apply it. You have to try it. But I think it's amazing because you can put less melatonin in that desiccated form, the liposomal, right? Yes. So you can literally, no matter if you had a big meal or whatever, right before bed, throw it in there. You don't have to eat a bunch of melatonin. Yeah. You can actually take in less melatonin. Yeah. But there's got to be other tertiary or secondary benefits to it because this is something, this this quick zone is interesting. Getting IP on a scientific, um, I guess you could say molecule yeah. like that, not fucking easy. Not easy. Really no. hard to do. You have to prove it works. You have to talk about that a little bit for the non-science head, the person that's just like, okay, give me the high level science on that. Cause we could probably be in lab coats for like three days if you tried to break <laughs> down the real science. Yeah. But what's the high level science on that? High level is the inventor spent years on this and it took him years to get it patented. And it's not easy to get something patented, you know, granted. A lot of patents are pending. This is this is granted. It's it's proven patented technology. And it's really just to make supplements the most effective delivery system. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily a molecule that we have, but it's, it's a delivery system. And for me, it's, that's, what's really exciting is how can I deliver molecules to human beings better, faster, stronger than anybody else? You know, I'm not a vaccine guy. I'm, I, I, so I want to use a different kind of technology to get molecules into people. And I believe this is the, the easiest way. Um, and the fastest way so they could really feel the effects and we're starting with sleep. And then you mentioned, um, the thing that I'm super, super excited about is the legal psychedelic microdose that we're coming out with because I love microdosing. You know, like I said, I've been taking it for years. I love it. I'm, I'm microdosed right now. Yeah. Same. Nice. (laughs) And, uh, I love it. I, I love psychedelics, but I love them responsibly. You know, I've went to the other extreme with psychedelics where I almost lost my mind and, you know, scariest shit in my life, probably overdoing it. It's like, we have to go there. Yeah. I've, I've been there too. We have to go there to touch where the edge of hell is. Mm-hmm. So we know where the place is where we don't want to get burned. Yeah. It's like human nature. We have to go so far off the path. Yeah. Yeah. We're never off the path. Yeah. We're, thank God. Cause I, yeah. I, I believe, I don't know if anybody, everybody could handle where I went with psychedelics, you know? So it, it taught me really like, Hey Alex, like, cause at that time when I was really playing around with psychedelics and really irresponsibly. That's where I scared the living shit out of myself. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if- Good. I don't know if the average person could go as as far as this and nor do I want them to go there. So I, at that point, I made a decision like, I'm never going to bring a full dose or a hero dose product to market. You know, and I was going in that path. I was like, yeah, full send and chocolate bars and gummies and all this stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll never do that. But what I will do is bring a microdose out there with a protocol very responsibly because- I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that these psychedelics can help open up neurogenesis and new pathways in the brain where you can get these codes, bring them back to life, embody them, like you said, which is a code in itself, is mm-hmm. embodiment. And then, you know, you're, you're on a new trajectory. So 
that's the thing that that excites me the most right now about eons there's a lot of things that i'm excited about it you could tell but the legal psychedelic microdose nobody's really doing this with a protocol with a precise dose because right now people taking psychedelics or microdose you don't even know how much active ingredient you're getting it, it depends on your gi tract it depends on your gut flora all this kind of stuff so i don't believe that you know I want to do things responsibly. So I'm going to, that's why this technology is so perfect. Cause it's like, okay, if I'm giving you one milligram, you're just getting one milligram. The body's going to get the full effects of that one milligram. Cause it's going right into your bloodstream, which is awesome. Um, but you don't have to overdose to, and, and then this is good for, you know, seniors. This is good for students because, you know, they can open up new pathways and, and, you know, battle dementia or help with anxiety, all these kind of things. And we're going to study the shit out of this. You know, we're doing it with neuroscientists uh, up in Canada. And we're going to bring all the data out for this and and really advocate for the legalization of psychedelics very responsibly. Silicon Valley is licking their fucking chops, <laughs> aren't they? They love it. There's not a week that goes by where some company doesn't email us or in my Facebook or Instagram feed. It's like legal ketamine, legal this, mm. legal that. And, you know, while I applaud that and I think that's great, the real difference is how can you understand the human that you're wanting to serve medicine to? Because mm. it, it is actually medicine. It's not just drugs, yep. right? Like look at the traditional Western model where everything is a drug, but it's patented by television commercials and literally trillions of dollars over the past 30, 40 years. It's just such an unconscious way to give medicine to the people. Mm -hmm. The real conscious way is like what you're doing, where it's a smaller dose. You're not wasting the medicine. You're actually getting it into people's bloodstream. But there has to also be some type of an emotional intelligence and an emotional inventory aspect to why somebody would come to this medicine in the first place. Mm -hmm. In other words, just because you take the medicine doesn't mean it's going to heal you. No, you have not. to have the intention. You have to have the willingness. You have to have the, the anchor inside of your heart that actually wants you to heal your relationship with self or with work or with mom or dad, or typically it's mom or dad. <laughs> That's the majority yeah, of it. True. So there's got to be, I wonder how you guys have thought about this because it's a big responsibility, man. It is. You have this, this uh, molecule technology that no other company has. It's fucking big. It's really huge. Thank and you. in order for you to take responsibility for that, it, it could be used and abused if people choose it. So how are you helping people not abuse it? And how do you get over the legality aspect like just even that phrase, legal psychedelic microdosing, that's a trip in itself. So yeah. how, do, how do you make uh, how do you make microdosing and legal in the same sentence? How do you do that? Well, we've done a bunch of research and found that there's a psychedelic mushroom that has been around for thousands and thousands of years and studied a lot in Russia, and it's completely legal. It's not scheduled here in the United States, and there's a bunch of data that supports. That helps with a bunch of things. Anxiety being the big one that I'm I'm really excited to solve the problem of anxiety. I think, you know, I've I've dealt with anxiety. I've shared that publicly before. Um, being caught up in in the matrix and and trying to create a uh, business and all this kind of stuff. It 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 can create a lot of anxiety, you know, and comparing yourself to other people and social media and all these kind of things. I, I think you know, North America these days are are, are plagued with anxiety. So that that's yeah. a, a problem I'd love to solve. And uh, there's a study done with over 3,000 people in Russia that tried this psychedelic mushroom that's legal. And the results were astounding. You know, it's like we're looking like 80, 90% of people um, curing their anxiety. I know curing is a big word and I probably won't be able to market that, but 
we're going to, we're going to, you're going to structure this with a protocol, a very responsible protocol. And like I said, one milligram, which is, you know, a thousandth of a gram. So we're, we're talking really ultra microdose here. Like I'm going on the, the other end of the spectrum of very responsible. So it's like, we're just introducing this molecule to your system. It's legal. And we're going to do it with a protocol and there's going to be a, a guided way to do this. Mm. And it's not just like, Hey, take this and see you later. It's like, no, track this, take this, journal this and, and watch your anxiety dissolve literally in real time. Yeah. So that's, that's how we're going to introduce it to the market in, in Q2. Okay. So literally like weeks from now, or maybe even when this show is live, it's there. Yes. Is it going to be on eons.com? Yes. Okay. So it'll be like the coffee, the energy, the sleep, and you're still working on the name of the product, I believe. Right? Yeah, we're still working on the name of the po- uh, the product. I'm I'm leaning towards lifted. Yeah, but lifted. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm leaning towards lifted. We'll see. So okay. TBD. But uh, that's the product I'm the most excited about. And I, yeah. I I know I get super excited about products, but I don't know. There's something in me that you know I've been through this stuff. I've I've had anxiety. I've I've got on the other side of it now, and you know. God was a big part of that, but this mushroom was a big part of that, you know, experimenting with this mushroom, this technology, like um, I truly believe mushrooms are a technology. They have codes that we don't have as human beings. They're, they're billions of years old. So it's like, okay, they have information. Let's use it. I remember we were in the sauna and I was like, we just don't live in our grandparents and great, great grandparents world anymore. Like we're, we're not there. And so yes, in a perfect world, literally in a perfect world, and maybe we would have even benefited more back then, who knows, from supplements, because how could you possibly get everything you need in the most optimal way? We just don't live in the forest anymore. We're not yeah. in canvas huts. We're not in teepees. Yeah. It would be great if we could go back to that in some way, but gosh, we just need supplements now. It's like, if we don't have them, if we don't have the scaffolding and the supplements, how are we possibly supposed to fend off environmental toxins, EMF toxins, fungicides, pesticides, low quality food, low quality dirt, chemtrails, dirty air, mind virus, Watiko, you fucking name it, dude. Yeah. Like we're, we're in the cosmic soup of pain right now. Right. The only way we're going to get out is through lifelines. Yeah. I feel like the, the lifted, the, the sleep deep, is that the name of it? Sleep deep? Deeper sleep. Yeah. Deeper sleep. Same meaning, switch the words. Yeah. Like we need, we need these lifelines because we yeah. are being accosted at all times financial burden, emotional burden, mental burden, our physicality, our detox pathways. Gosh, man, I can't think of a more dire time where it's so needed. And, you know, I I don't want to paint a picture of doom and gloom because I don't believe in doom and gloom. I believe that we're actually in the part of the story right now. Like if you and I were on a book, Alex, Mm. this is actually the fourth turning and we're a sentence on that page Mm. and we're about to win, but we still have to do it. Yeah, we're in the middle. We still have to actually go through it and care for each other and support each other. And even what's going on at the border, like mm-hmm. the, the collective unconscious right now, I promise I'll get to the question, the Take collective unconscious right now, there's so much dis-ease mm-hmm. that the only way we're going to get back to homeostasis and some kind of ease is if we supplement and build support systems within us and outside of us that actually bring us back to the wisdom of nature herself. That's the only way we're going to win. It's not going to come from more tech and greater AI and um, more followers on social media. Mm -hmm. All these things are great when they're wielded from a place of knowing how to use them when you're the master and they're the servant. Yes. But, uh, you know, the question is, if we are going to live and if we are going to thrive and if we've already won the story Mm -hmm. and, and God's already won and love has already won, 
what is our role right now and how do we optimize the human? Mm. That's that's really at the bottom of it all. How do we optimize the human physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, so that we can be a part of this fucking amazing story, this game that yeah, we're in? Exactly. So yeah. talk about each one of those and, and maybe even personally and, yeah. and as a company too, because this is the juice. Like this is it. This is the juice. This is where the, the this codes is where are everything at. means. Yeah. Right here. This is it. This is the there's no dress rehearsal, right? We're in this game. It's it's shit is going off right now in the world. It's wild, all the things that you mentioned. And I believe you're right. I believe we need supplementation. We need all these little gifts that we could accumulate in the, in the in the game to actually help us to bring us back to homeostasis, to bring us back to that, you know, to the to the source, you know, to the source. We're so distracted. We're so like I I was I think I was chatting with uh, with a friend the other day, and it's so rare that I'm in silence. You know, like how often, how much time. Do I actually spend sitting in silence is so rare these days. Like I have to carve out 10, 15 minutes in the morning just to not look at my phone, just to breathe, you know? And I, I, the realization of that was like, holy shit, like there's so much noise. Like there's so much, it's so rare that thoughts are just not going through my head and, and all this stuff. And I got to do this. I got to do this. Answer this email, call this person. Like, so yeah, it's a, it's a wild time and I agree with you. We need supplementation at this point to even have a chance. If you, if you don't like, it, unless you're living in in the woods, you know, which yeah. is a whole other. Some people do, and I, yeah. I'm all for that. I would you know? love to. I, I'd love to experience yeah. that. I'd love know? to have like a brand new modern house off grid with the Tesla panels and like full setup. Yeah, that would be great. Have you heard of this thing called uh, the Kins Domain? No, what's that? Oh, this is super cool. So this is what I'm diving into. It's a rabbit hole, but I, I love it, and it's it, it's it's funny because. It's the total opposite of what I'm doing right now, but it's where I aspire to be, you know, and there's, I'll, I'm going to butcher the story a little bit, but I'll, I'll give it my best shot. There's these, there's a culture comes out of Russia. Um, it's called the ringing cedars. And I heard about this on the Alex Zach podcast and, uh, the ringing cedars was, so let's see if I could explain this correctly. There's these cedar trees that grow in Siberia and after 250 years, they give off a certain frequency. And anybody who's around these trees at that time of the 250 year mark, like they literally start ringing. Like there's a there's a harmonic sound that these trees are giving off. And anybody who's around these trees is now getting absorbed with the codes of these trees. And there was this woman named Anastasia, and that's who the, there's a book series that was written about it. And Anastasia was around these ringing cedars and she absorbed all these codes from the trees. And she ends up meeting this guy who's totally opposite of of her. He's a, like an accountant and he's totally left brain dude and and all this kind of stuff. He might not actually be an accountant, but he's a, he's a left brain guy. And he meets Anastasia and his whole life is turned upside down because she just has all the codes. And she's living in nature. She's harmonic with everything. She's completely in tune with nature all the time and totally transforms this guy's life. And he just can't believe. And she's like in total perfect health and she sings and she's all these things. And she's like basically an angelic being that has eternal knowledge. And it's all because of the the harmonic frequency that these trees give off. So now there's, there's these book series called Anastasia and the ringing cedars. I think there's like 10 books and they've sold like 30 million copies in the world. I think 14 or 15 million in, in Russia. And now there's this, there's subculture in Russia that's going out. And what these people do is they, they live in nature and you got, I think it's, half an acre of land or something like that, one or one and a half acres of land to yourself. 
and you just live on the land. There's no, you don't work. You don't, you know, all you do is you work on your land. You maintain your property, you grow trees, you garden, you do all the stuff, all the food that you grow is on your land and you become one with the land. And when you pass away, they say that your consciousness just goes into the nature. And then when a new spirit is born or a new human is born, the spirit from the land now goes back into this one and you, and you're, you're back. So it's been, it's been this, uh, amazing book series that I started reading and it just, it just shows me this whole other path of life that's possible. And people are doing this right now and they're, they seem like the happiest people ever. They're just, there's no matrix world. There's no consumerism. They're just living off the land and they're the happiest, healthiest people around. I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> Because it seems pie in the sky, like, oh, how could I, how could I do that? Somebody's watching or listening. They're like, how do I do that? I want that. Right. And the way I might step in stage towards that would be become really great at being of service in whatever thing you, you love, you know, for you, it's eons, it's functional mushrooms. It's this amazing tech for me. It's having these conversations at scale where messages get out to the world and I can sleep at night and feel good about it. Yeah. You know, these are, these are the ways we be of service and then we get paid for it eventually. Yeah. You know, uh, to quote Alan Watts, one of my best mentors, if there was ever one dude, Alex, that I would love to interview, it'd be dude. fucking Alan Watts. Can you imagine what he would say now? Oh dude. If Alan He's Watts, my favorite too. So. If Alan Watts could talk now, I wonder what he would say. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he would still say the, the same thing that he said to the vocational students about what the guidance he would give them for work. Mm. He would tell students, you know, what is it that you desire? What is it that makes you itch? Right. We'll do that and become so good at that that eventually you get paid. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what it is. It, mean, it could be singing, dancing, horseback riding, instructing, um, functional mushrooms company, whatever it is. It's this intention that emanates, you know, like the mm. same way that God emanates throughout the eons, things emanate through us if we have the courage to follow it. And it's no judgment on somebody that doesn't have the courage to follow it because courage does not come when you're going on the path. Like no. courage comes when you actually step foot on it. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're built up with courage and we don't have any fear when we're approaching our dream. Like it can be really daunting. It can be really fucking hard. But where I'm going with this is like, if that's somebody's dream, if they want to go live out in the forest and be around these trees that sing to them, and, yeah. I mean, what an amazing <laughs> life that could be. Just begin the journey and like begin it anyways, because the time's going to pass no matter what. Yeah. So you may as well do something that you enjoy, that you love, 100%. because you could be having the same thought process or the same mental construct 10 years from now. And you could say, oh, 10 years ago, I heard a podcast and they were talking about following your dream and you know, aligning yourself with the wisdom of nature. I wonder what my life could have been like yeah. if I just followed that hit, that mm -hmm. that message. That hit is alive in you right now, whatever that hit is. It is. You know, and, and it could be a, a code that you've found in yourself that connects you to God. I know that you're a, a very faith-based man. For sure. And that is a huge role to play if you look at the quality of life in blue zones as well. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that they all lived to 100, you know, blue zones being where yes. there's the most centennials centenarians, people that live above a hundred. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't actually just the food. It was community and it was a belief, a specific belief in higher power. That was what them uh, made them live over a hundred. I believe it, it wasn't actually just their food or their water or things like that. What is that emanation from you? How do you mm -hmm. describe your connection with God? How does that propel you forward? And, you know, in the most authentic way, what does God actually mean to you? Mm -hmm. You know, what does God want through mm -hmm. eons, through circadian wellness? Mm -hmm. Wow. Thanks, brother. Um, 
yeah, my faith is a huge part of my life for sure. It's what's got me through the tough times. And without it, I, I don't think I'd be here today. You know, I really don't think so. I, 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 I owe it all to God. You know, I owe it all to, to faith. And I believe that every man to really make it through, you really need faith. Faith and discipline. Without those two things, I wouldn't be here today. So those, that for me is my testimony that, you know, every man that's listening, like, I would highly encourage you to like dive deep into faith and have, have discipline because otherwise it's so easy to get swept up in the bullshit of this world that doesn't really mean anything. And I've, I've been to, I'm just saying this cause I, I've been to the, the high points of hedonism where, you know, money and women and drugs and sex and rock and roll and all that stuff. And it truly doesn't mean anything like that is just like, nah. it's bullshit. You know, it's, it's, it's the matrix selling you this dream and the, the highest I've ever felt truly and the most fulfilled and the most whole and the most well, you know, we talk about wellness, it was being connected to God, you know, and, and sober, not, not necessarily with psychedelics, but just completely sober and realizing that mm. we are connected to God. We are God's children. And it's the most, it's hard to put into words, but it's the most amazing feeling. It's the most amazing realization. It is the, the code of all codes is to realize that we're connected to God and he's, he's always there. He's everything and nothing all at once. And he's, he's, he's the space in between us right now, which is, which is everything, you know, it's consciousness, it's, it's awareness, it's, it's all these things. And it's so beyond the ego self, you know, it's, it's the big self. It's, it's the all encompassing thing that we're all connected to and still even gives us the, the choice to make our own free will and, and make all these choices and decisions. It's, it's the ultimate, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the life redeemer. It's the, the greatest healer. He's the sovereign being. He's, he's everything, you know? So for me, it's, it's, it's God. And, um, you know, following Jesus Christ is, has been, the gift of all gifts that I've ever received. Well, you just blessed some people and you just triggered some other yeah. ones. So it's all good because yeah. whether it's God or, you know, the other deities that are out there, yeah. I do believe that people's hearts are being called towards the creator. Yes. Right. And we're just using different nomenclature to describe who or what no thing, everything created you and I. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll just say the creator because sure. that honors God, sure. that honors the mystery of God. Yeah. There's so much mystery. I mean, gosh, where, where we even are as a society right now, what a grand orchestration that God has produced in order for us to even be here right now and for this technology to be called forth. Like we're in an interesting time because like I said, we're part of the story that's being unfolded. And I, in my heart of hearts, like I really do believe, I strongly wholeheartedly believe that love has won, but in order to really love, it's not some sexy, easy thing. Real love mm -hmm. means facing the darkness in me. It means facing the darkness and how I see the world. Mm -hmm. It's the collective and the singular consciousness and the unconsciousness that's wanting integration. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really like my, goal here in, on earth and through this podcast is how do I integrate the aspects of myself, mm -hmm. right? So the, the depth in which my question comes from is also a, uh, a juxtaposition to the technology that you're creating because they're addressing the same sort of consciousness. Mm -hmm. They're 
They're, the words that I'm using and the question I'm asking you is the same place. It's the same origin mm -hmm. of how these plants are coming to be of service to us through a company like yours. Mm -hmm. So if we are meant to remember who we are and love all parts, all aspects of self, mm -hmm. you know, for Freud, it was the, the superego, the id and the ego. In Jung, he talks about the anima, which is the mm -hmm. shadow of us as men, our, mm -hmm. our feminine side, or the animus, mm -hmm. the masculine side of women. Mm -hmm. All of these things converge to this place of wholeness Mm. How do you believe that the orchestration of these plant allies you're using through eons and through this legal uh, mm -hmm. microdosing mm -hmm. are coming to the table here yeah. at this time in our lives? Mm -hmm. I mean, wow, what, what an amazing time we're in, right? But mm. what's this orchestration looking like for you? Yeah, that's palpable. Wow. Um, I, I think they're here to help and they're here to assist us and they know that we're in trouble. They're like, wow, look at these little kids you know I think they that, know we're stressed the fuck out oh for sure they could feel it <laughs> they're trying you know? to calm us down in, in many sure. different ways they're trying to calm us down slow us down you know that's a message i keep getting over and over is just slow the fuck down mm. you know like just breathe you know and and feel feel the feelings man like we're so i, I i'll speak for myself but I, I i think i speak for many but i'll speak for myself like i spent so much of my life trying to achieve a certain feeling or run away from a certain feeling, you know? And it, it wasn't until I just learned like, no, I just got to feel it, you know? And it, it doesn't mean get stuck in it, just feel it for a few minutes. And then usually the feeling is gone. So that was like a huge realization. And it was only because of, you know, exploring with these psychedelics and stuff that I got to uh, experience that and embody that. And that was a game changer. That was a total game changer to realize like, got to feel these things. And I could feel... I'm like my own feelings dealer. Like I could feel whatever I want to feel just by going back to a memory in my life or a, an experience and choosing to feel it. Like I don't need to run off and do this or, you know, uh, have a, a crazy exit or, or, you know, hook up with this girl to have this feeling. Like it's all in your imagination. And the imagination, I think it, it goes back to what you're saying. It's something that we're, we're getting more and more away from that is like such an ultimate gift given from God. Like, the imagination is so powerful, you know, and, and yeah. So getting back to that, tapping more into that, into silence, like it's really doing the opposite of a lot of the shit that we've been taught. Like there's so many, so many lies in this world, you know, we talked about that too. And, and it's, so it's like, okay, realizing that there's all this bullshit and then getting back to truth. And I think God is truth, you know, and, and sometimes the truth hurts, right? Like, yeah. so, and it's not all love and light, it's it's dark and, and but go into the darkness and and feel it and and face the fears because on the other side of that there's there's gold you know and then that that's the qualifier that that makes us who we are and then we're able to have fucking cool conversations like this because mm. without it like the love and light shit is, is bullshit you know it's it's love is great light is great but it's only in the darkness that that it really gets to shine through so it's like a cover crop in nature. But, but it's a cover emotion for the deeper healing we don't want to look at. So in, in real nature, like actual nature, if you go to the Amazon, all the plant structures, it's so crazy. I don't know where you guys source the mushrooms from, if they're grown in a lab or how did you get them from? We get them from Utah mainly. There's an amazing woman in Utah and, yeah. and Nevada and Oregon, but yeah. Okay. And the way they grow them is sustainable. Yeah. It's good energy. They're it's not just, vibes. they're not growing there's, it on the side of like an air conditioner. Yeah, or no, there's, it's, it's a whole thing. They okay. really care about these, these little fungi and yeah, they're playing classical music and hand washing everyone. And it's a whole process. 
I love that because I was thinking about the Amazon when you were talking mm. and the way that all these cover crops and the plants actually fight for the sunshine. I mean, the plant world is insane. It's insane. People think that this love and light concept could be applied to all aspects of life. Like, you know, God bless them, even the vegan community, right? Mm -hmm. Nowhere in any way of eating, being, living, or just consuming is it 100% peaceful and love and light? It doesn't exist on planet Earth. That's not nature. So I'm, it's not nature. Mm -hmm. Nature is not always, nature is not always cruel, but nature always gets what nature needs to sustain itself. And it does it by whatever means its intelligence and its consciousness have been programmed to do so. So yes, we can reprogram ourselves. Like we can upload new codes for the game and we can see it as a game. Like I now see money as a game. Mm -hmm. I see what's going on in the forest and in the Amazon as a game. The game is so rigged so that it perpetuates its own self. I do think that there's something that's coming from the death of all these old ways, like mm -hmm. even the death of politics and the death of education. And look at podcasts. This never existed yeah. 10 years ago. If I would have tried to do this 10 years ago, and I, I mean, I did do it nine and a half years ago. So 10 years before that, 20 years ago, dude, it would have been so much more challenging because something had to die first. People's trust in traditional media had to die. Mm -hmm. The way of nature always goes through cycles of death and rebirth. So we're in this unique experience where these cover crops, they have these plants below them. We have these emotions that we don't want to feel. So we have these cover emotions like mm. good vibes only, but it becomes this, this spiritual pacification or really just like a, a, a platitude mm, of like good, good vibes only and love is all there is. And, and these things are all true. But I wonder how these plants can actually embody the knowledge in us that we know that they're true. So we can actually live those things for real because that would be the true death of the superego. Mm -hmm. And that would be the true death of the anima and the animus. So we could actually have integration. Isn't that what we're all looking for? I know it sounds <sighs> yeah. quite esoteric in the way that I've described it. I'm just trying to see different avenues of like plant life, animal life, human beings, mm. our collective psyche. There's so many things kind of wrapped up in this. If, if evolution has the word love inside of it mm. and we're here to evolve, I wonder, I just wonder, you know, what does love want now? Mm. Because it's not always about light and it's not always about ease. Mm. Love is... <laughs> So fucking challenging. So challenging. So challenging at times to actually embody love with a woman um, for for my, the way I intersect and then obviously for women to men and, you know, however you orient. It's like love is the ultimate fucking proving ground for consciousness itself. Mm -hmm. You are in the middle of like an experience in your life mm -hmm. where you're experiencing lessons about love. Yeah. I wonder how the plants have taught you about that. I mean, this is real mm. for you. So, you know, go wherever you want to go. Yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Love is like, what a teacher, what a, a mirror, what a, what a teacher, you know, it's, um, it's so conditional and so unconditional at the same time. Like, it, like everybody talks about love is, is unconditional, but like, it's very rare that I experience like an unconditional love, you know, like it's almost like a myth to me. And like, except for the, the only time I saw unconditional love was through the eyes of my parents, you know, and mm. it was through a plant medicine ceremony. And I said, I want to experience unconditional love. And I was transported to like teleported or whatever timeline shift to when I was a baby and my parents were holding me as a baby and I could see my parents looking at me with unconditional love. That was the only time I've ever experienced unconditional love.
And I believe it's possible that some human beings have unconditional love for each other. I'd say definitely with kids. You know, I, I haven't had the opportunity yet to be a father, but I believe once I have kids, it, it will be unconditional love. But I'd say with romantic partners, for me, it's it's very conditional. Like if 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 they act a certain way, like it's pretty challenging for me to just love them, you know? Like, and you could take it to like extreme examples, but like, you know, if your partner uh, cheats on you or if your partner's disloyal or your partner's disrespectful, like it's pretty challenging to show up with like unconditional love. You know, it's possible and it's doable and I encourage people to do it and myself included. But I think love these days is, is very conditional, like in the, in the way that we're living it. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's, there's a lot of conditions that come with it and it's a whole challenge and it's a hard thing to navigate. And especially for me, just speaking personally, like, especially when you're trying to build a business and manage a, you know, a deep, intimate relationship, it takes up like every ounce of, of your being, you know? So it's like, now I'm choosing just to, to build again and, and focus on eons and channel my energy into building that with the idea one day that, you know, I'll have that secure and then I could bring in a romantic relationship. And I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I have people like yourself tell me, just dive into the depths of, <laughs> yeah. of intimacy. Just go to the bottom floor of the ocean. Yeah. Just drown. It, yeah. <laughs> just drown. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's all the things, but uh, it is also the most beautiful thing. Like it, you feel you, if you really allow yourself to go there, you will feel feelings you've never felt before. And I think that is the true currency of, of this world is feeling, you know, and without that love, without those conditions that come with it, I, I don't know if I would have felt all these things, right? So that's a gift in itself. And and some of the relationships I had in my life have been the the biggest gifts, you know, even though they've been major distractions as well when I'm trying to build something. But um, like you said earlier, like we can't Ooh. take this with us, but we can take our experiences and our memories and our, our feelings with us. So maybe that's the whole whole point. See, but the, the, the way we build it, if it's coming from our heart, mm. like, like actually even on your website, I mm -hmm. believe it was there. Leading humanity back to wellness from the heart. Yes. So leading humanity back to wellness from the heart. When we build things, if they come from our heart, mm. then the come from is different and the legacy and the vibration that we leave is different. Mm. All these fucking buildings that are built in downtown Austin, <laughs> dude, Many, I would say 99% of those buildings were built from like a father wound, mm. people trying to prove themselves to the world mm. and dominate and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the dark side of the fucking patriarchy, which mm -hmm. every movement has dark side. Mm -hmm. Same, same thing with feminism, mm -hmm. huge dark side in feminism. So the come from is huge because if I'm creating something because I want to leave love for my son, love for my daughter, mm -hmm. love for my family, love for the world. I wonder if God supports us more on that path. I think so. I have felt at times deep support. And then I felt like I'm in the fucking black forest mm. and I am my own worst enemy. Mm. And I am sitting there, standing there, breathing there, just wondering like, where the fuck is God right now? Mm. And it's this constant surrender to God, this constant surrender to just life, uh, the mystery of life itself that allows me to keep moving forward. I think people like you and I, and I wonder how you see this. Mm -hmm. I think people like you and I, we just have a different, we're bent and we see things from a different lens whether you're an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, you want to put mm. your life at risk mm. so you can actually build something. It takes all of your being. It mm. takes everything you got. And for me, being a father of two and in a relationship, it's there's days where I'm never going to hit the mark. Mm -hmm. I'm literally never going to hit the mark on all four quadrants. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. 
do you think there'll ever be a time for you? And this is a selfish question for me, mm-hmm. where you'll have the business to a place where you can bring in intimate union. Or do you think that there might be some kind of super ego thing come up where you'll say, well, it, it's not the right time now either. Mm. Like when is it the right time to be in sacred union and yeah. build something in this world? Yeah. When is the right time? I don't think that? there is a right time. I don't think there is ever a perfect time. I think it's always just a, it's just now, right? So it's just a choice. It's a choice point. And even as I'm saying, and we're talking this, I, I realize like, yeah, if the, if an amazing woman just comes into my life and, and, and just stirs it up and causes that, that whisper that we talked about in the sauna, like that just whispers in your ear and it's like, okay, you got to go <laughs> muse. for this. Yeah. The muse whispers. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's beyond us at that point and, and, and we'll, it, it'll happen, you know, and it happened to me last year. I was totally focused. I was celibate for, for seven months and yeah, I, remember you know, that. I, I met, I met this woman out of nowhere and it was just instant falling in love and, and all this stuff. And it was beautiful. And then it, it swept me down to the bottom of the ocean where I could barely breathe and feeling all these things I've never felt before. So it's beautiful. It was, I learned so much, you know, and that's what it's all about is learning and growing and evolving. So I think it's all, I don't think there's a perfect time. I think it's just, it's an orchestra and it just happens when it, when it happens. Um, so yeah, it's a game, right? It's, it's all part of the game and Yeah. Speaking of codes and part of the game, you went like 120. How many days did you go oh. without ejaculation? Oh, it was seven months. So it seven was seven months. Six and a half months. Six and a half months. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time. That was a code for sure. That's a huge yeah. code because um, John Wineland, Montauk Chia, there's been mixed reviews. Mm. This is big when we talk about building the scaffolding. You know, one of the mm. things that like Eon stands for is mm. like helping optimize the human being and using these allies so we can actually be more at peace, be more at homeostasis. I think we all ejaculate too much. Yeah. Actually, in this society, we're hyper fucking sexualized. Mm-hmm. Porn is 24-7-365 on any device. You can mm-hmm. even get porn on like an iPhone 4 or something. <laughs> you know, who knows? Like yeah. it's, it's fucking everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's crazy. And let's go into this because I know how many rabbit holes you go down. Yeah. Why do you think that all these distractions, let's use porn or orgasming or Instagram mm. with, you know, asses and tits everywhere. Yeah. Um, all these different vices mm-hmm. are just at arm's reach. Mm-hmm to even a seven-year-old yeah. or less. And we literally are in the devil's playground right For now. For sure, so 100%. Talk about that construct and, and how do we, instead of fighting against that construct, how do we just focus on the things that'll actually fill us up and make us whole while also being aware of the darkness in the world? Mm-hmm. What an incredible game that is. What a game. Describe that, how you see it as a CEO and what you're doing with the company too. Sure, okay. Um... Well, I see that. I see sexual energy as probably the most powerful energy in this world. It's creative energy. It's creative life force. You could create a whole human being with a sex, obviously, right? So that, yeah. and that's like the pinnacle, but it can also be used that, you know, and we, I've been there, like I've done crazy things for women and, and you know, like, <laughs> Like I'd fly them here and this and that, like with the- <laughs> You spent way too much money and way too much time- So much. Trying to chase some hedonistic bullshit. For sure. So I, yeah. so I, I see the, the power of, of, of women and, and they're the most beautiful beings in the world and they're so deep and, and all this thing. God, it's, they're it's, amazing. It's such women, a mystery. Y'all are amazing. Amazing. I, I love so women. Amazing. I, I always have, you know, it, it's, it was my vice for a long time. So <sighs> yeah. I know that they have- the power, right? They have, and sexual energy is so powerful. It could, it could capture our attention so easily. 
And so I see it as a, it's a setup in the game. Like it's the ultimate distraction because it's all about capturing the human being's attention. Cause whatever you put your attention into will grow, will flourish, you know, energy flows where focus goes. So it's all about capturing the attention. So what's the most alluring, distracting thing? Well, tits and ass and beautiful curves and all this. And the possibility that you might get with this girl, if you get enough money in the matrix, so then it keeps you going down this rabbit hole. Cause you got to build and consume to get this. You, and then you feel whole. It's all, a, it's all a trap. It's all a scam. So it's like realizing that and then realizing, okay, where does that even take you? You get the girl with the big ass and the, and the nice tits and okay you get her and then you have sex and then you you just blow your load like you've just released all that energy that it would built you up to to get there so what if you channel that energy into something else what if you channel into building a company or building even a family or you know but and and that's why i see now you know i'm, I'm a hypocrite because i'm 40 years old but I'm, I'm seeing the opposite of it is like what if you wait to to marriage to have sex like and you just build that energy and build that energy and build a foundation with your with your your fiance and your loved one and like it's not all about the sex right like i sex is amazing and it's it's the closest you could probably get to god especially when you're in in love and yeah. in union and sacred union like you mentioned yeah but it also can be like the darkest shamest like weirdest place you know if, if you let it if you let it go there and I, i've been there too so it's like it's such a, a paradox and it's so powerful i think sexual energy is the most powerful energy in the world and everything's energy so it's like to be really careful and be really intentional with where we put our sexual energy and we could channel that energy and Montak Chia talks about that I'm reading his book right now it's awesome and he says that you know Asian emperors used to pass this code down to their to their sons like okay you hold the chi you hold the seed and this was the code of all codes that they didn't let any of the servants know or any of the common folk know is like no you hold the the chi no matter what you could have sex but don't release the seed and then the, the energy just builds and builds and builds and builds and you know, I saw it last year with myself and I saw it with the the people that I learned this from was like, you build that energy and it it stacks and it stacks and it stacks. And then you, you focus that energy on something and it will grow, you know? And mm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of kids talking about this these days, which is pretty cool. Like they're there starting is, yeah. to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually even, I want to say new thought um, and Napoleon Hill, early 1900s, mm. where he talked about sexual, that's right. sexual transmutation. Yes, that's it. Uh, that is a big one. He even talked about, I believe there was this model where he was describing like there was this beautiful secretary mm. and her sex energy was the motivation part and parcel part of for the CEO to succeed because he was inspired by her femininity. He was mm. inspired by that sex energy. For sure. But here's the key. He didn't abuse it. He right. didn't he didn't have sex with his secretary. He just witnessed her in her fullness, right. in her in her vibration, and he was so inspired by just being around her vibe yeah. that it helped his company succeed. And that is actually a really big one, but the tactical is how the hell do you wait that long? Mm. How do you go 6 months what do you do with the urge? Because mm -hmm. really that's coming from a primal place, yep. right? And stack on top of that lowercase t, capital T trauma, the mm -hmm. way we orient to sex. There's so many different recipes and ingredients as to how we even would show up to that moment of craving. Mm. But in that moment of craving, do you remember one moment of craving where you're like, wow, if I don't, if I don't bust a nut right now, oh, yeah, or if I don't climax, this is a better way to say it. If yeah. I don't climax right now, I'm, I feel like I might explode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did you get from that place of intense craving 
to dropping back in your body and, and transmuting that sex energy for productivity. Mm -hmm. how, how exactly did you do that? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. I remember the exact moment. I just got back from Miami and, you know, if anyone's been to Miami lately, it's crazy. Like the there's thongs of, everywhere. There's thongs. There's <laughs> beautiful, curvy women everywhere. It's like, it's a, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it is the peak of this matrix game. Like it is the ultimate temptation place. Right yeah, now, I, I can say. imagine. So I just got back from Miami and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm six months in at this point. I think I'm like five and a half months in of the, the celibacy and the semen retention. So I'm like, my energy is super strong and I'm, I'm, I'm crushing it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at conferences and stuff like that. I'm attracting a lot of women, but I'm staying focused. And I just got back to Austin from Miami and I had two different girls reach out to me that weekend and they were, they were, you know, being aggressive. They were going for it. They're like, Hey, what are you doing? Let's hang out. Let's, you know, and then one starts sending pictures and videos. And it's almost like they sense like the feminine and, and please y'all write or comment. Cause I'm, I'm learning. They almost sense when you don't want it. Yeah. And it's so attractive and it's intoxicating yeah. when a man doesn't want sex because it opens up this capacity for the feminine to choose if she wants it or not. And it's so rare for her to feel that way right. that she's like, oh, this is tantalizing. For it, sure. It's so funny how that it's, plays out. It's so true. It's a paradox. And it, it, I got to experience that all last year. It was like, you know, women were all over me. God bless them. Um, but it was really, it's an energetical thing. Cause I was just, I was holding the energy, right. I had the, I had my seed, I had the, the power, I had self mastery. And I think that's super attractive to anybody is self mastery. Mm, yes. The self mastery. It's yeah. a code, right. Yeah, and and most people these days don't have it. I'm not saying I have it, but for those five months, six months, I was, I was getting there, you know, I was still a student, but I was getting there and I could see the, how women would react to that. And it was awesome. You know, it was, it was intoxicating. And so that weekend, that's just to answer your question, that's when I reached my peak where I was like these two individual girls, they didn't know about each other, both messaging me, both very attractive and sending videos. And, you know, it was getting, it was getting pretty tantalizing. It was getting pretty tempting. And I was like, holy shit, I was reaching a peak. You know, I was like, hey, do I just do this right now? Do I invite one over? Do I invite both over? Mm. And that, that was like the peak of my temptation. And I honestly just got on my knees and I prayed. I prayed to God. I said, God, please help me get through this weekend. You know, don't let me do something that I'm going to regret. I made it this far with the mm. faith that I'm doing. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for my highest good. I'm doing this for eons. I'm doing this for my family and future family and all this kind of stuff. So just get me through this, God. And I just prayed and uh, it passed, you know, the feeling passed. And then I went and kept myself busy with pickleball or go for a run or something like that. You got to channel the energy for sure. sure. You got to sure. channel the energy. Cause like, you'll just get so pent up and Mantak Chia talks about that. You got to breathe. You got to circulate it. You got to bring it throughout your whole being. So it's mm. not just in your lower chakra, the survival chakra, the primal, like just wants to release and, and fuck, you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta move it around. <sighs> so I went to go move it around and it passed, you know, and then literally within two days um, of that peak temptation, I met, uh, I got, yeah, I, I basically met my, what became my girlfriend and she had been celibate for two years. She was incredibly, you know, what a woman. I'd never met a woman like this before. Incredibly deep, incredibly profound spiritually and, yeah. you know, had a deep relationship with Jesus. And she said she's been celibate for two years and, that, and that's what got me on my celibacy path. So just met this being that I never met before. And yeah, I could have went to old Alex and, you know, had sex with the spiritual Barbie type chick that I was always attracted to. But I was like, no, I, I finally got past that level of the game. <laughs> yeah. And spiritual then, Barbie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. and then it, God presented me with a new path, you know, and it was someone that was like 
sacred union potential, you know, mm, and, mm. you know, it didn't necessarily work out, but what I learned throughout that was, was some of the most valuable lessons in my life. See, the reason I ask you is because I'm so curious about this. Like I would just, I would personally love to go three months mm -hmm. and infuse myself with that energy because full stop, total transparency, right? And y'all married couples can relate to this or new parents. I know you feel me. When a woman bears children, she goes through so much mm -hmm. to the degree that you and I could probably, honestly, Alex, never even understand. Yeah. We, we're just not going to get it because we're, sure. we're not a woman. And huge respect and love and admiration to all mothers across the planet because mm -hmm. the sacrifices y'all make on a hormonal, on a mental, physical, spiritual level are immense to the degree that there's just no way I could fathom them. And we as men also have desire, right? Part of being um, in masculine energy with testosterone mm -hmm. uh, is that, you know, sex and intimacy are, are a big deal to us. And so me personally, what I'm recalibrating on is how do I take that transmuted energy that before we had kids may have been uh, copious amounts of intimacy mm. and now recalibrate so that I can respect her where she is in her process as a mother mm -hmm. for Carrie Michelle, but also how I can give myself an outlet and a direction force for that mm. chi. So we're going to have to get some of your codes in the show notes for this podcast because sure. it it came to me in the sauna, which by the way, y'all, if you haven't been doing the sauna, you need to do the sauna. The sauna's awesome. This is like every morning for you. You yes. probably have a two or three hour morning routine. Yes. Is it three hours? Four hours. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But this actually came to me and, and it was in the sauna this morning, hedonism in exchange for loving consciousness. Boom. The id of the psyche operates on the pleasure principle, Freud 1920, that every unconscious wishful impulse should be satisfied immediately, regardless of the consequences. But what happens mm. is, and the sacrifice of that, is that when we take with without worry or without care of what we're taking from, then we temporarily get full, like Mate talks about the hungry ghost. We mm. fill the hungry ghost. But then what's left is just more space to fill. Right. There's just another demon, another dragon, another hill. It doesn't fucking matter how much yeah. we take from bottomless that place. Pit. Yeah. It's a bottomless pit. So I think Freud was really onto something there with that hedonism and the sacrifice. Yeah. I wonder how you see, and I'm asking you everything through a lens of eons, right? Because sure. we're, we're, we're all up in eons yeah. right now. You personally, even with the experiment, I guess you could say, of holding your seed for six months, mm -hmm. What's on the horizon for you as a CEO and as a businessman, just as a human being on his mission mm -hmm. that is going to allow you to step into being the true controller and arbiter of the id mm. instead of that primal self just controlling you? Yeah. What does that feel and look like for you now? Uh, for, for me now, it's it's back to a, a, a plan of celibacy. You know, that's what I'm practicing currently. Okay. And um, it's about channeling that energy again and, and getting better with it and better with it and, and cycling it and using Mantak Chia's principles. And I'm happy to share that with the, the listeners and the viewers. I think you're going to need to share them with me. hundred percent. And, yeah. and it goes even back to what you're saying. Like how do you asked, how do you do that? Is like, you could still have sex. You could still make the most exquisite love of your life. It's just don't release. And the releasing is like the the wanting of like, there's so much energy built up and built up and built up. And it's like, we have this need or want to to release it because it's like, it's too much for us to handle. And maybe we don't feel like we're, we're worthy or, or whatever the case may be, but it's to cycle it up. And I've had many, many internal orgasms where you, you, you feel like you're about to release it, but no, you, you, 
you grab a hold of it and you bring it back throughout your body. So it's like you could still have an amazing orgasm. It's it's a different type of orgasm. But I've had, you know, dozens of these in, in the last few months when I was with my with my ex-girlfriend. Um and she she was, you know, she was well, without getting into it, she was she was great at practicing this. Like she was very encouraging because she knew whenever I would release, it was like a major energy drain, you know, and and it was like my hormones got all switched around, you know, and it was like it I think it I think Freud was, you know, alluding to that as well. Like that's part of the hungry ghost or like chasing the dragon, you know, and then it's like, okay, you build it, build it, build it, build it up, release, and then it's like, okay, it starts again. But you're just like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dragon eating its tail. Mm-hmm. I think that's the energy that that is. <laughs> Whereas if you could change the paradigm and now you start to cycle that up, that kundalini, you start to raise the cerebral spinal fluid up your spine and into your brain, into your pineal gland, and now you're releasing DMT, the the spirit molecule on your own terms, right? Like I think, I think this is what the 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 spiritual gurus or spiritual masters knew was like, okay, you are your own well, you are your own wellness, you know, force. Dude, yeah. Okay. I remember 2016, I did a Vipassana mm-hmm. and the the teacher's name was Goinka. Mm-hmm. And he talked about these two opposing forces, craving and aversion. Mm-hmm. And so we crave things and we're and we're being very averse to other things. Like we're almost disgusted by other things. Mm. And so it's the mastery of these two forces Mm -hmm. where we can actually lean into them and let them devour us, but not do what they say. Mm. (sighs) I mean, if there's ever a a paradox of duality in the world, it's that. I don't know how to let aversion swallow me and craving swallow me without giving into their demands 24-7. Sometimes I win. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do win. But it's this human condition that... And, and let's go into this as, as the next talking point. Because, dude, we got more time. Great. <laughs> we, we got some stuff to talk about here. Because when I think about what this podcast could mean to somebody who's really in it with us, it means freedom. <laughs> it just means free. Like to be liberated from concern, to be liberated from having to orgasm, to be liberated from the matrix, to be liberated from stress, to be liberated from all these things. Mm-hmm. That's the best life I could ever imagine is to be liberated from it. Beautiful. So, so when we look at this paradox or this proposed duality of the craving and the aversion, it's really about emptying the bathtub of stress, mm-hmm. whether it's allostatic load of stress, mm-hmm. whether it's EMF toxins. I mean, what are the there's many, 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 mm-hmm. but in your opinion, as a biohacker, as the CEO of this company, like what are the, if you had to put your finger on like the top three mm. or the top four, I hate to even ask you a question like this. Cause I fucking hate it when people go, give me the top five things, Bob, mm-hmm. about what we should do. That's mm-hmm. not why I'm asking you. Right. I'm asking you because I really want to know for all of us, like if there was 50 of them mm. and you, and you were forced to pick three, right? I love that. What would those three be? in order to lower your stress load mm-hmm. so that you can meet the demands of mm-hmm. being able to win this craving and aversion war, this love-hate mm-hmm. war. Mm-hmm. What would the three be if you had to guess? To lower your-, your... To lower your total allostatic load of stress, just to empty right. the bathtub of stress so that if stress comes by, you're more able to hold it. Mm-hmm. You're more adaptable. You're more emotionally resilient to the mm-hmm. stress itself. Got it. How do we prep ourselves? What are the, the, main, the main keys and codes on that to prep ourselves? for stress. Cause it's going to come. Yeah. It's going to come. No it's going to come. It's part of life. It's, it's part of, part of being a human. It's part of being a human. There's always going to be stress. It's just how we deal with the stress that, that makes us who we are. And the biggest code for me, and this has always been the code for me. Thank God I learned this at a young age. And I know you, you can relate to this one cause you're, you're a samurai at this yourself is, is breathing, you know, yes. 
breathing is number one. If we if we stop breathing, we it's die. Amazing. So it's so simple. It's not it's not that easy to master your breathing. You know, I'm I'm still a student, but in all the most stressful situations in my life, going back to when I was a pilot and you know, crazy situations in the airplane where I thought I was gonna die, and you know, to even more matrix type stuff where managing the biggest nightclub and there's all kinds of craziness going on and fights and drinking and all this stuff or in in the boxing ring or just even on a at the boardroom table like you know like there's high intense situations and breathing has got me through it all it's just breathing just find that you know that breath it's always there and i think that's that's god it's is literally the spirit of god is is our breath and we get to tap into that any time that we choose any time that we want and we're focusing on our breathing it's very hard to be stressed when you're focused on your breathing yeah. like it's almost impossible but it's a muscle just like a chest press yeah. if if we don't train it it won't come when we need it the most it's a practice the mind that that mental pathway it almost has to be like a trail made in the forest we have to wear it out we have to get the neural pathways to i'm stressed oh i breathe it yeah. has to be like that that fast exactly and i don't know anybody that's perfect no i just think the more we do it the better we get at it yeah just like anything else it's it's a literally a practice man it's a that's practice. why it's real breath work is a breath work practice yes it's not like you have mastery over breath work yeah but mastering that on a daily practice like all the time focusing on the in breath and focusing on the out breath, ideally through the nose. You know, I, I think there's there's codes there that nose breathing is optimal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's common knowledge these days. And doing it, you know, being aware of that while you're doing everything is is a major code. Like I've, you know, silly example, but I've just seen my pickleball game evolve just by focusing on my breathing, you know, and just quieting the noise, getting back to the signal. Now all of a sudden I'm super present. I'm dialing in every shot that I want to dial in. So that would be the ultimate code that I would pass on to anybody is you dial in your breathing, you will dial in your life. Simple as that. Um, from there, I know it's cliche, but you really sleep, I think, is a code. You know, I think you'd need at least five, six hours a night of good sleep. You think it's cliche? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's cliche because no? knowing and doing it, there's thousands of books on sleep. Right. Thousands. Right. But how do you actually do it? And right. and are you actually doing it? There could be 25 books on sleep right here. We could read them all. Yeah. But what actually makes us do it? Because we're being bathed in EMF. We're maybe not in a dark room. We don't have the REM sleep, the deep sleep. Like break that down because that's honestly how I found out about your company. Right. I I tried the the sleep gummies. No joke. I don't even do CBD anymore. Yeah. Like much love to Cured and much love to our previous partners. But like, I'm not really a big CBD guy anymore. I'm just not. I reserve Mm -hmm. the right to change my opinion when I get different results. Yeah. So now I'm just all about the Eon sleep gummies. That's it. Hands down. Nothing else. It's the only sleep product I take. They're awesome. They work. There's something magical about stacking supplement for sleep. Obviously like EMF, dark room, cool temperature, stuff like that. But but that's that's the biggest biohack is sleep. It's everything. It's truly everything. It's one third of our life, you know? Like I don't think I, it's cliche at all. Yeah, I, I, for now, at least like until they they figure that one out, it's like one third of our life where we sleep, which blows my mind, like that we would get thrown into this earth game and one third of it were horizontal sleeping or trying to. Well, it makes sense though, because even if you played a video game for like 12 hours a day, you'd eventually need a rest. Right. So if we're a video game, right. then the avatar needs the a person too. controlling yeah. us out there, yeah. like he or she needs a rest, you know? Apparently, but, yeah. I guess. I guess so. So, and I just like, it's so many things in my life. I've just went down the other path where I wasn't getting good night's sleep, you know, and, and especially when I was a pilot and 
people's lives were at stake and you know i'm showing up to the plane under rested and and didn't get a good night's sleep and now it's like holy fuck that's when the stress is really on because everybody's looking at you on the plane and you got to make sure they get there safely like it's, it's a real responsibility and i was like hey like i need and i was always looking for the thing that could get me to sleep fast because you know after you fly somewhere and you're on a high right like as a pilot i used to get such a high from from flying it was such a confidence boost but i'd land and yeah you know, i'd back then I would turn to alcohol to like calm me down. And it's a very encouraged in the aviation community there. You know, they they love to drink. Oh, like that Denzel Washington yeah. movie where he flipped the plane upside down and yeah. he was an alcoholic flight. Yeah. It's, That's a bad, I related movie. to that movie. Cause it's very real. Like pilots, like, you know, when you get off, uh, you get off the plane and you're going to the hotel, everything's paid for drinks are paid for and all this yeah. thing. And, and pilots like to drink, man. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like I used to drink all my twenties when I was a pilot and that's what used to get me to fall asleep. But then you're not mm. getting the restorative sleep. You're, yeah. It's, it's you're actually- You're kind of bludgeoning yourself with a mallet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go to sleep. <sighs> Just pour alcohol on your brain. Yeah. And it, it, so you're not rested the next day. So I was like, okay, I got to fix this. I can't be resorting to beer to, to go to sleep. So I would look for these supplements. You know, I started picking them up over the years, valerian root, magnesium, loading up on magnesium and passion flower and these natural things from nature. And then discovered reishi mushroom, reishi mushroom, encourage uh increases REM sleep um where you know it's it's probably the most effective part of about sleeping is your mm. sort of REM sleep so yeah that's where that's where we got the idea for 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 eons was like okay if we could help people sleep better it's one of the codes you know because if not it's very challenging like we said to to show up in the world the way that you want to show up without sleep and especially when you have kids you know josh so <sighs> It's a whole different code, right, Alex. Right. When and y'all parents know this. When you are sleep deprived, the tension matters and your decision making faculty in those tension moments is like, I want to say half, because the allostatic load is so my bathtub's already full essentially. Mm. So when stress comes to me, that was my selfish question to mm. you. That's why we're on number two of Alex's top three mm. biohacks is like, I want to know for me as a parent and maybe all of us as stressed out humans. How do we get as much water out of the bathtub so that when stress comes, mm -hmm. we we actually can handle it all? Right. And with parenting, I'm just going to say you have to suck it up at times. There's really right. no golden ticket. There's right. no like five step process, right. you know, because you could have a process. And then I think I even saw this on a bumper sticker once. Like if you think you want to make God laugh, tell him all your plans, right? Right? Yeah. Like that's the thing with sleeping in parenthood. You ain't going to follow yeah. your plan. There's no plan, dude. There's no plan. <laughs> the yeah. plan doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> So anyways, back to sleep. Like I, I love the gummies because they really knock me out, but yeah. I don't feel, I mean, unless I, I have actually, I need to watch myself. Cause if I take a bunch of them, yeah. just like if I abuse anything, sure. then I'm a little fatigued the next day. But if I just stick with the standard dose, I'm so good. Like, yeah. and, and so talk about that a little bit because the sleep one is hands down the most important thing. Like I'm in my forties. If I don't sleep, mm -hmm. it's diabolical. I turn sure. into a raging lunatic when Dude, I don't sleep. It affects everything, right? It affects our hormones, affects the serotonin, affects everything, affects testosterone as men. It's very important. So it's just such a code. So we wanted to come up with something, a natural solution to just get people to fall asleep, keep them asleep. So they at least get a few hours of, you know, restorative sleep and they could show up. So that's why we made the, the Eon Smart Mushroom Sleep Gummy. It works, tastes great. And we want to take that further with the Eon's Deeper Sleep because we know that every minute counts. So it's like, hey, if we get people to pass out within minutes, you know, when they're like, hey, day's over, 
popping this in my mouth. I'm lying down and you're going to fall asleep within minutes. Like this thing's going to yeah. go in your bloodstream. It's going to knock you the fuck out in a good way. And you're going to be able to get the sleep that you need. And I think people need that, especially with everything that's going on in the world. There's so many crazy things and everything's vying for our attention to, to make us fearful. And so it's like, okay, get, at least get a good night's sleep and you could look forward to your sleep and you could maybe even do some lucid dreaming or some, you know, explore in your dreams. And now it's another... It's not just a chore. Jeez, that ain't that the truth. With your gummies, with the Eon's gummies, my dreams are surreal. Yeah. They're visceral. Yeah. Like last night, I was talking to a friend in my dream, and I was watching myself talk to him in the dream while watching myself do it all. Mm -hmm. That was so wild. And it's a guy here that I just need to have a conversation with, but I was having the conversation. It was almost like my unconscious was more viewable. Yeah. My unconscious in my dreams when I took the gummies became my dreams became more memorable and viewable which i think is pretty fun yeah i think that's pretty sweet right? actually yeah it's a side benefit of sleeping great too it is it, what is that in the mushrooms it's the reishi mushroom reishi mushroom it's the been, reishi yeah reishi is is designed to or it's i don't know it's one of the effects is it increases rem sleep where we have lucid dreaming and then the more that you dive into lucid dreaming the more you play around and the more attention that you give it you start to realize you have more abilities and you could do all kinds of cool stuff in your lucid dreaming so it, it turns sleeping from a chore like we're like okay i need to sleep which we do yeah but it now turns it into be like this fun adventure type thing where you could you know i hear people doing doing like inner work on themselves on their dream and it and it works wonderfully so it's a whole other aspect that uh, i'm super happy about, about that formula all right. Well, I pigeonholed you, which I'm sorry for, but That's the number okay. three is what? Like if you had to pick from all the 50, yeah. I almost even hate asking the question. No, I love it. We I, could go four or five if you need to, but but the juice is like, you know, look, there's many different people at many different stages of consciousness with yeah. us watching, right? Listening. So I like to keep to it them. simple, you know, like I'm, I, I like biohacking, obviously it's a part of my life, but the thing that really, you know, this could be redundant. I know in Austin here, it's popular, but the thing that really made a big impact in my life is cold therapy, you know, like just because it's like you realize you could do hard things like people could do hard things and you just, I get it. No one wants to take a cold shower, but do it. And the effects that you feel after are better than most recreational drugs that I've had, you know, and I've, I've tried a bunch of drugs in my life, but cold therapy is fucking awesome. And it just, it's, it creates discipline. It's, it's, you get to earn that serotonin and that dopamine and it has so many health benefits. So if I know not everybody can afford a cold plunge, I get it. But if you can, you could build one on your own. There's, you know, books on Amazon, sure. teach you how to do it for a few hundred bucks. Yeah. It's awesome. I know you have a kick-ass cold plunge. I have one in my garage too. And if not, just take cold shower. And if not, just even dunk your head in some ice. Like it will wake you the fuck up. Yes. There's actually, um, and we'll link this research in the show notes. There was a study done where people would do it just a head bath, mm. you know, the ice cream headache that we get from just right. like eating an ice cream. So you do a cold bath. Um, I believe it was up to 30, even 45 seconds for some people. And they would still get some release of the dopamine and the hormonal cascades and the serotonin and all the good stuff that we love from cold plunge. Mm -hmm. Now, I think on a brown fat level and on a visceral level, it's probably... I don't know what you've read on this, but I think it's pretty fascinating when we can get the whole body yeah, in the cold for like three minutes. I, I don't, it's not a dick measuring contest. I don't think we need to do it for more than three minutes. Yeah. These dudes that are doing it for like 10, 15 extreme, minutes. I'm yeah. like, why? You could actually harm yourself. Yeah, it's like ego. There's, there's yeah. no reason for that. Yeah. So yeah, you can get it for free. I do love that so much. The breath, the sleep and the cold. What if it actually was that simple? It might be. 
You know, like think back, like back in the day, like they didn't have all this, they didn't have all the supplementation that we have, but they also, like you said, they don't have the Wi-Fi and the EMF and sure. all this kind of crazy modern shit. Well, they were actually doing it. There's, there's dated history of people jumping in cold lakes in Siberia and right. they were already doing it. They were doing They've it. They've been doing they it for thousands of years. Yeah. And I think that is the one that's got me to been able to manage stress more than I ever thought capable. Like with all these things, managing teams and deadlines and commitments and budgets and all kinds of shit. The cold therapy was just the one that was like, because if you could sit in, in ice cold water for a few minutes, like you'll be amazed at the shit that you could really handle. Like it just creates another level of toughness. It's that one second. The worst thing you could ever do is think, yeah. am I going to do this or not? It's that bad. Once you get caught in that battle of, am I going to do it? I've even like on, we had some like 17 degree mornings here in Austin. Yeah. And I was like making up all these excuses. I was like, well, I need to like organize my toolbox real quick before I go in the cold plunge. Right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every morning. <laughs> I, I watched myself like fabricate these stories of that would block me from going in the cold plunge. Yeah. And once I finally did it, I was like, wow, that, that was so much harder. I made it so much harder yeah. than it actually was. It's yeah. like, can I pull? And that's why I think cold plunging is a spiritual discipline. Yeah. I think it's much more than just a biohack. Yeah. I think cold plunging, and no, it's not just because we're here in Austin. Cold plunging, uh, the plunge company, they made $100 million last year. There's a reason for that. It's because we're being called as a human race to go back to the basics. Yeah. Back to the basics and ego stripping, back to the basics and cold hot therapy, back to the basics from the original internet, like you yeah. said, the the mushrooms. Yeah. How, what's another way that you believe we're being called back to the basics as human beings? Ooh, back to the basics. Well, we talked about going back to the sun, you know, like we've gotten so far away from from that circadian rhythm where we're we're just not in harmony anymore and we're getting flooded with all this noise. Um, so that's one that comes to mind. And even just back to the mushrooms, like not trying to make it all about the mushrooms, but dude, they've been around for billions of years. They store wisdom that we can't even be like, you don't have no idea. They store so much wisdom. So reintroducing them to our system and getting familiar with them again, they just start to open up new pathways, literally neurogenesis in our mind and, and new codes where you could get new outlooks, where you make new decisions. And now you're changing your life. You know, you're, you're making changes and if nothing changes, nothing changes. So, you know, we talked a lot, you, you brought up some amazing points about nature and, you know, nature is authentic. Nature is, is real nature. Like humans are the only beings in this world that, that put on a mask or play a role. Like all animals just show up, but the gazelle just wakes up as the gazelle and the lion just wakes up as the lion. And you know, that that's just nature. It's authentic. It's real. So I think nature has the answers. Get it. I don't have all the answers, you know, but the more that I could tap into nature and nature's technology, which is mushrooms, the more that I'm gifted with some, some wisdom that helps me get through the day and navigate all my challenges that I face just like everybody else. You know, I face all the, the world's cha the challenges as well. Yeah. So I think nature, man, just getting back to it, I think we're so far away from it. And I'm so glad you brought that up because nature has the answers. You know, I don't have the answers, but nature does. So just spend more time in nature. Go sit in nature for 10, 15 minutes. Just breathe and listen and see what comes up. Simplicity is the ultimate form of elegance. Mm. I know I've heard that from many different spaces and places, but like true simplicity has such a weight and such a power to it. Mm. Like breathe, be in the cold, go sit. And they're very simple things, yeah. right? But our, 
our modern world and, and the construct that we live in, this matrix world that we live in, that I think this conversation I know is helping people get out of mm -hmm. just because of the nature of what you're doing in the world. What's most exciting here is it leads to a bigger conversation. Mm. And that is, what is the collective liberation that we're all seeking? Ooh. There's something collectively that's inside of all of us. Yeah. And I know that we're moving in that direction. I really feel strongly, bro, that in our lifetime, we will touch the essence of that. Because I'm, I'm in my 40s, right? So knock on wood, let's say I live to 100. That'd be amazing. So in 60 years, there's no way that we could even think we would know what we would know 60 years from now in the way that we will not only have won the war of Wetiko, but a closer connection with God, leveraging and using AI and technologies and all the different things. I think what we're really looking at here is a collective liberation, which is mm. what I think since the dawn of time, we've been wanting that. It's like we forget who we are so that we actually can remember who we are. And that's the whole game. That's what God does when he wants to know God's self. So what do you make of wow. exactly as we kind of round out the conversation here? Sure. I'm sure we could explore other avenues. Sure. Maybe on podcast number two. Sure. I look forward to that. What do you believe your role is in, with eons and specifically this, the, the microdosing component mm, mm. that's going to get people to true liberation? It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. It doesn't mean that we're going to arrive at uh, Zion and we're all going to be dancing, like, <laughs> but, but. Truly, I believe that if we're a little bit more free tomorrow, mm. then the next day can be the same. Mm. So what do you make of that? And, and how do you play a role in that? Wow. I'd say devotion is a big part of that. You know, devoting, I think devotion is one of the most, if not the most powerful energy a man could be in as a man, you know, for masculine energy is just devotion to something bigger than oneself, the small self, the ego self. So I just want to be an example of that. I just want to, you know, start with myself, devote my energy to something that's bigger than myself, God, Jesus, for my, my own personal beliefs. And, you know, let that ripple out to my family, my friends, my team, my community, my city, my country, but it all just starts with that. And and whether, you know, Eons is a big success or not, but just knowing that my energy is devoted to God and allowing God to work through me um, is a gift in itself, you know? And if, if more people did that, I think we'd be in a more harmonic place. And um, yeah, I'd say it's as pretty much simple as that for me. Do you feel as if you move when you move in that direction that all the different boundaries around laws of psychedelics and all the different uh, roadblocks that are currently in place will continue to fall down? Because mm. I asked that, like, I didn't even know that you could do this beautiful mushroom that you found from Russia, I believe. Right. I didn't even know that was possible Right. with the Fed and all the regulations and all the bullshit. So yeah. uh, just go into that real quick before we say goodbye. Well, I'd say... Yeah, the, this mushroom presented itself. You know, I didn't go. I didn't go looking for it. It, it sort of found me, and um, it's it's trying to communicate with us. I believe it's trying to communicate with um, who's ever there to listen. And thank God, I've been listening more. And there's a window right now in time where this mushroom is legal. 
I don't know how long it'll be legal. It could be a year. It could be 10 years. Maybe it'll get, maybe people will see the effects and it'll be legal forever. And that'll open the doors for, for more mushrooms. Or maybe the Fed will come in and be like, yeah, no, this is too powerful. And this helps too many people. And they have their own agenda. Too late. The cat's out the bag. <laughs> yeah. Too late, Fed. <laughs> That's it. But, you know, there's, there's always a way. There's always a way. You know, my dad used to tell me that there's always a way, son. You know, there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? So we found an opportunity. We found a window that helps people. And it solves a problem. That's what gets me excited is to solve problems. I'm a problem solver. So if I could solve people's problem with anxiety, that's clearly a problem today in, in North America. That's awesome. That gives me something excited that I could wake up in the morning and get out of bed and go do my crazy morning routine. And and uh, yeah, that's exciting for me. It's mm, exciting for me too. Nice. And I think that as, as you birth whatever eons is going to be and this really powerful legal, which is so amazing, legal microdosing. Mm -hmm. My God, really what we're talking about is taking our psyche to the next level. Yes. When we take our psyche to the next level, we can see things from a different vantage point. And this isn't just a spiritual comment. No. This is actually a practical comment as well. When you and I can bring our psyche to the next level and we can start to see things in a completely different way, they actually change. Yes. Because most people don't realize that when you, you know, you change the way you look at things, look at things, the way you look at things will change. Yes. I think that was, um, who is the guy that passed that said that oh, very famous guy. Yeah, the name is escaping me right yeah. now. But, um, but anyways, yes, when I change the way that I see something, the way that I see it will change. Mm -hmm. I'll actually physically see it change in a different way. I wonder how many more problems can be solved with less suffering in the world when we see things differently through the use of the plant allies practically and spiritually. Yes. Because one thing as we, parting guidance I'll ask you is people can abuse anything. I, I told you that I took too many gummies one night, right? That was, sure. that was my learning lesson. Yeah. Um, I think we all learn by the extremes when it comes to the psychedelics and the legal microdosing. What words of wisdom do you have for anybody that's, and by the way, they're at eons.com. So mm. y'all go to Josh Trent dot com forward slash eons or you can just go to the eons website um josh 20 the code is josh 20 <laughs> which i'm going to drop because it's so generous like you guys making products is not cheap it's hard mm -hmm. you have to source this stuff from a woman that washes them in white <laughs> gloves like you got to do all the things right yeah. so it's on the screen right now josh 20 is the code 20 percent off which is amazing so thank you so much for that for sure thank especially you. especially coming from literally building the bricks from the ground up that you've mm -hmm. done and sourcing together all these talents and all these people. Like it's super appreciated, man. Thank you. Yeah. Because Amazon exists because it's a cheap site. Mm -hmm. Real businesses like yours exist because of grassroots, because mm -hmm. of people that actually feel that something's valuable, mm -hmm. not just convenient. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're stacking a discount on top of that is even more amazing. So, so thank you so much for that. Thank um, you. The parting guidance that I would love for you to share is what words of wisdom do you have for people that are just slowly and carefully entering the microdosing world, the mm. legal microdosing world that you're going to be a huge, huge piece of, mm. which is why I'm so excited to be involved with you and circadian wellness. Oh my God, like oh. this is going to truly change the world. Not even us sitting around a fire singing, which I guess we could do that if we wanted to. Yeah. It'd probably be super fun on a microdose. Yeah. But but <laughs> but but this is actually gonna change the world for real on a practical level because it'll start changing the way we see things. So what's the wisdom you could share with us there about how we can mindfully approach that world mm. and approach that dosing and just that whole world in general? Yeah. Thank you for that. And um Thank you. Yeah. We just want to make it accessible, right? Like it's not all about profit. It's we feel like we have a responsibility. We've been 
gifted with some knowledge and some codes, and that's changed the way that we show up in the world. So I want to share that with people. It doesn't I'm not here to hoard the codes. Like I'm here to share the codes. So, and that that's just me working for the mushrooms. You know, I work for the mushrooms. That's an inside joke in our company. Like the mushrooms are the CEO. You know, I just I just get to show up and and work with them. But um, what I'd recommend to people diving into this psychedelic space, which can be scary, uh, it's it's a great unknown for people, but, you know, do it responsibly and then we're going to help you with that. That's why it's uh, we're, everything that we're doing is about responsibility. It's an ultra micro dose, like we're talking one milligram. So it's very small. Like most people, for those that don't know, you're doing a journey or a, a trip, quote unquote trip with... Um, Mushrooms, you're looking at like a gram, a gram and a half, two grams. One tenth of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is one hundredth of that. Oh, one hundredth. Yeah, we're one milligram, not a hundred milligrams, <sighs> one milligram. Yes, yes. This, we're talking like tiny, okay. ultra microdose. But what we're doing is we're we're putting like one drop into your vessel that's going to start introducing this wonderful technology to your, to your being and it's going to make small little adjustments you know so it's like it's like the human being just making these small little adjustments 1 degree 1 degree 1 degree every day and now all of a sudden you're going in a different direction and that's what it's about is mm. change if you want to make changes in your life you're going to have to change and we're just making that easier for people like a, a natural solution how to do that and it's it's just one little degree but if everybody starts shifting a couple degrees or a few degrees now we're going in a different direction together, and I believe we are stronger together, and we're probably going to have to unite here at some point in time to have yeah. that collective freedom that you mentioned that was super inspiring. And I believe we're heading there, and I, I believe these natural plant-based and, and mushroom-based solutions are there to help guide us on this this crazy earth game called life. Mm. It was Wayne Dyer that said it. That's what I thought. I was going to say it was yeah. Wayne Dyer. Yeah. It was Wayne Dyer. Yeah. So yeah, when we literally do the work to see things differently, that's how the world changes. But it cha it starts with us. Yes, I, I used to like wake up in the morning, my first few years of being a personal trainer, and I was like so angry at the world mm. and angry at God and like just angry that things were the way they were. And I was like, I'm going to go into the fitness industry and I'm going to change people's lives. And it's like, nope, <laughs> it starts with me. Starts with you. It actually always starts with I. Yes. Because there can be no we without the I. Mm -hmm. So it's been an incredible topography we've explored, man. It's I've awesome. Just, I've really enjoyed I feel like we've been in the sauna. Yeah. Hopefully y'all have listened to this and watched this in your sauna. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if not, get, get you some hot and some cold and some breath in your life. Um, with all the ground that we covered, man, what do you feel like we missed when we think about this concept of up-leveling the psyche, be, mm -hmm. allowing the psyche to become more embodied in its in its intelligence of God and its intelligence of life? Mm -hmm. Did we miss anything in the mushroom conversation of that, mm -hmm. in the supplementation conversation of that, you know, imbuing and embodying intelligence into our psyche so mm -hmm. that we can actually be more intelligent? Wow. Um, I'm sure we missed a lot of stuff, right? Uh, there's so much ground to cover, but we covered quite a bit. This was super fun. And um yeah, I would just say, like you said, Josh, like allow yourself to be the student, you know, allow yourself to, the willingness to learn. The student that's always willing to learn will get the new codes and get the new perspective that could make changes in their life. Mm. And I think that's what we're here for is to learn and evolve in this video game. And um, yeah, just be open and and listen and uh, tap into nature. Nature has the answers. So I'll, mm. I'll, 
leave it yeah, with that. We, we actually heal through nature and nature has the answers for modernity's disease. Mm -hmm. That's really the, the crux of everything we've described today. So now in 24 and with the road ahead, how do you live your life? Well, you know, what is wellness? Circadian wellness is a great name, by the way. Thank you. Because it really is this mirror of like, how do we show up every day? There's 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. The circadian cycle repeats mm -hmm. every, every 24 hours. Yeah. How do we show up in our lives every day that we can really live them well? What does it even mean to you? You know, what, what's the concept of wellness that you've come to understand? And, and how do you live your life well? Like, what's your mm -hmm. definition of wellness? My definition of wellness is, well, if you look at a well, like a, a, a water well, like it's abundant, right? And people show up to that well and they're, they're constantly gifted with the, one of the biggest gifts in this world, water that we need, you know? So... It's to make yourself abundant. It's to make yourself feel full. It's to make yourself feel whole again, which is part of the battle of this matrix world is it's constantly depleting our energy and our, our resources and our attention and all that. So it's it's just being full again, feeling that wholeness, that that completeness. Um, and I believe that's it's not an end goal. That's a starting point of life is to just, once you're feeling well, then you're you're there, you're in the game, you're alive. And you're ready to show up and, and make a difference or at least show up for the people that matter for you most. So that's what wellness is for me. And I believe everybody deserves that. Everybody deserves to feel well. And the way that this matrix is set up is is very challenging for that. You know, it's 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 quite the racket. So that's what wellness is for me. And I just show up every day that it's a gift, right? Like life is not promised. Every day is a gift. I've had a couple good friends pass away this year. And that's such a good reminder that every day is a gift and it's an opportunity. So waking up with that mindset, like, yeah, this is, this is it, man. I'm in the game. I'm alive. I have an opportunity here. I have an opportunity to be well, and it's all a perspective. It's all a choice. Everything is a choice. And every choice that we make is either going to bring us to wellness or it's going to take us away from wellness. And it's obviously very challenging. And I, I be the first to admit, I don't always make the choice that brings me to wellness, but I set myself up the best that I can to show up and choose wellness. So I have a crazy morning routine. I get up at 4.30 every day and, mm. you know, I, I I sit in silence for the first 10 minutes and I just breathe and I, I listen to what God wants to tell me. And then I, I journal down all the things I'm grateful for to bring myself, you know, remind myself that I'm here in this game, I'm here in this earth game. I have all these things that I dreamed about when I was young. And I'm so grateful for that. It brings me in that that frequency of gratitude, which I think is so important for us to remember. And because when we're in that gratitude frequency, it, it makes it easier to fend off all these things that are going to come at us and all the news and the distractions and the bad news and all this shit. So stay in gratitude as much as you can. And then I, I go, I'm going my sauna. I do my cold plunge. I, I go work out. I listen to some wisdom, you know, get some new codes in there that I could start to start to embody. And, um, yeah, this goes on for, then I go play some pickleball to have fun, remind myself that I'm here to have fun. It's not all about work. And then I show up to work at, at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock on my first call. And then I'm ready to, to seize the day. Cause I've already just taken care of myself. I've, I've made myself feel well for the first, you know, four hours, five hours of the day. And, um, it, it's, it just makes me feel awesome. It lights me up. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to serve my mission and let's go. I remember Paul, Paul Saladino, he was posting his perfect morning routine yeah, I remember that. and he was getting so much hate. People uh, were like, you don't have kids. Right. 
And he's like, yeah, that's true. But if I did, here's some ways I would do it. I'm like, bro, you don't understand. You don't have children. So when you have children, you'll just have to get up at two. Yeah. (laughs) Three in the morning. Marky Mark does that. (laughs) That'll be good. That's right. That's right. Wahlberg does that. So dude, from my heart to yours, thank you for coming on. Thank you, man. Thank you for being here. I've, I've enjoyed getting to know you over the past year. We've done such great deep work in our men's work with the Evolving Men's Collective. Just super honored that that I know you. And that I can call you a brother and a friend and how even more amazing that we can be scaffoldings for each other in this world where it's not always easy. It's almost like level nine of Metroid. Once you beat mother brain and you have to go back, yeah. you have to make it out once you've actually won. Yeah. That's kind of what life feels like sometimes. So man, thank you for being thank here. You. Y'all get inspired. Make sure you're taking these supplements to so you can win your day. So you can actually win the day because if you don't set yourself up for success, you're going to be harvested by someone else. It's mm. just the name of the game. Like mm. we're in the devil's playground here. So do not become a slave to a Tico. Uh, go to joshtrent.com forward slash eons. The code is Josh20. Share it with your friends, share it everywhere, because the only way we can be better to each other is if we are better to ourselves. This is not just lip service. Like this is for real. So thank you for being here. Alex, thank you again. Thank and until you, we see you both again, we're both wishing you love and wellness. We'll talk to you soon. This podcast is brought to you by clothing that every single person on planet Earth must wear. It's from my friends over at Cozy Earth. They make this viscose bamboo, linen, bedding, loungewear, temperature-regulating, natural, breathable, luxurious clothing. It's the best I've ever had. I seriously have bought five new outfits in less than a week. You don't have to do that. You can start with just one or two. Let's face it, cheap clothes, they wear out quick. And there's a reason why Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's list of favorite things. I've been wearing the men's hoodie and their pants for a couple weeks now. And what I noticed about the four-way stretch tech is that I'm a man, but whether you're a man or woman, you are going to love this. It is cushy. It is comfy. It looks good. Like I would wear this to dinner. I would wear this to an outing. I would wear it around my house. It is just durable, incredible clothing. I've been like incessantly nonstop telling Carrie Michelle, I love these clothes. She's like, okay, I get it. (laughs) I'm pretty much going to buy one of everything. You can take a test drive. Just head over to CozyEarth.com. Use code Josh, J-O-S-H. They're giving you a super generous discount, 40% off, 40% off site-wide. That's a lot. Use code Josh over at CozyEarth.com. 40% off, look good, feel good, do something that's good for the planet, and save some money all while you do it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you being here so much. You know, time is our most valuable resource. It's something we can never get back. The fact that you spend your time, your breath, your presence, your mind, your heart, your body, your soul here with me on the podcast, I am so grateful. I want to give you a free gift. Head over to joshtrent.com forward slash M21. This is where I've taken these 500 episodes and I've squeezed down to get just the juice, the most important nuggets the things that'll move the needle for you in your life right now. Maybe you're needing a wellness reset or a reboot. These are six science back practices that I promise you from my research and my application will help you go from A to B, the person you are now to the person that you desire to be, the one that is fulfilling their potential. JoshTrent.com forward slash M21. One of the practices in the M21 is breath work. This is a guide that in 21 minutes a day, you can take these six foundational wellness practices backed by science. And in 21 minutes a day, you can completely revolutionize the way that you feel in your body, the way that your mind speaks to you, and the way that your heart operates as a guidepost in the world. 
Now, back to breath work. If you've been wanting to use your breath to clear your stress, if you've been curious about how to use breath work in a practical way, I want to invite you to join us in the three-week journey over at breathwork.io. This is the Breathe Breath and Wellness program where I can personally guide you one-on-one to get the fundamentals about the posture, the process, and the application of using breath that you're already doing just in the most beautiful way to clear your stress. Breathwork.io. Use the code JOSH25. JOSH25 gets you 25% off the entire three-week journey. Come join me. Breathwork.io. I'll see you there.